0: Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host Ryan here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con. I am Ryan. With me sometimes is Brad, and sometimes also James. And yeah, I was just cold blooded right uh, off the seriously. bat. Seriously, shit! I don't fuck around, guys. <laughs>
1: You're well. third.
0: I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a home. Please don't. How's everybody doing today? Good, good. Right. Yeah, starting a little later. Sorry, my kid decided to be a little asshole. And seriously, what a dick. <laughs> Just kidding. When Careful, he, when here he grows you. up. I, I know. He's going to, gonna, to he's gonna take my Blu-rays and throw them on the roof and stuff. My wife asked me the other day, she's like, when's enough is enough? I was like, um, I don't know. You know, I watch them so I can escape from my horrible fucking job. So uh, maybe that's enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Before we get the show started, uh, I'm going to do a couple shout outs. Um, Jonathan Tierston released his new album, Family, which you can di- d- download on iTunes. A little thing, though, is it's kind of hard to find because it's not Jonathan Tearson the Ten Tears. It's just the Ten Tears. Oh, wow. Uh, how it's put on iTunes is really weird. I had to mm. actually click on the link that he put on his website to find it.
2: Hmm.
0: For some reason, iTunes couldn't find it. So uh, go to his website, com and just click on it, and you can download it. It's only $9, and it's really good. And you can read the review of it on RealNerdsPodcast.com of the album. It's really fun. He included that Love is Strange that he did for the remake of Plan Nine.
3: Oh hell yeah. That was really good.
0: And it's a really interesting song. He phrases he phrases it weird. Hmm. Not like in a bad way, but in a unique way. Cool. And I really respected that because that song's so well known mm-hmm. that you know you gotta kinda make it your own. Um my favorite song on there is I'll Be Home for Christmas time or uh Sweetness. They're both hmm. really good songs. You can also buy those individually. On iTunes. Um, so support Jonathan Tierston. He's a big supporter of our podcast, and uh, he always sends me messages, and it's cool that a celebrity is a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most bizarre thing um, when you get messages from him. Oh, yeah. A guy who's been in movies knows me and is really nice to me, he invited me to his house, me and my wife, and he's cooked us ribs before, and just Damn. a nice guy. Man, that was really good. It was. We should We should just show up at his house again and see what he cooks. We should. And to ask his wife, hey, you don't mind, do you, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> we, could you just leave? We want to hang out with Jonathan. Is that all right? Yeah. Also, our buddy uh, Jeffrey Reddick, who's the creator of the Final Destination movies, also wrote a movie screenplay called Tamara mm-hmm. And he likes the movie, but he's not in love with the movie because they changed a lot of the elements to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can now get an ebook version of Tamara written by Jeffrey Reddick where you can see how he wanted the movie to actually be. Uh, I have read the first ten chapters of it, and it 's pretty good cool, um, so look for that review really soon um, and we 're going to have an interview with Jeffrey Reddick accompany that review as soon as I get done with the book um, look for, so look for both of those, um, but you can download that on um, uh, on Amazon for your Kindle, and if you have a Kindle, you can actually check it out for free. Oh, very cool. if you have Amazon Prime, so uh, I think Who you doesn't? get it for a month is how Amazon does their ebooks. Oh neat. Um, but it's $3.99 if you just <laughs> if you just want to buy it. Um, so yeah, I just want to give a shout out to a couple guys who have been very generous to us in the past and have some new things going on. Um, very cool. And if you're wondering what we do on this podcast, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience with the world. Uh, this week we actually saw separate movies and I was actually going to include the movie I saw and the stuff we've been watching. Okay. But I decided that I was going to do a two feature movie podcast today. Um, so I went and saw the Baba Duke. Um, and Oops. by say I went and saw it It's uh, available <laughs> to stream Oh really uh, On Xfinity only though Oh weird so, Or maybe iTunes too uh, But yeah. I, I know it was on It was the only place I found it was Xfinity Okay um, So yeah So I watched The Babadook And you guys went and saw Foxcatcher We did So It's a couple independent movies Yeah This. It's a weird fall
3: It's a really Dude. weird It's been a
0: weird well, year Well when I was talking to you guys I'm like, you guys even, like I didn't want to see anything this week Because <laughs> I didn't want to go see The Pyramid for sure um, I don't even know what that is. What is the pyramid? It's, it's a found footage movie of oh, people I don't, I don't in a pyramid. T- I don't give two fucks. And hey, if they make a found footage movie that's cool, um, I'll go see it. But when they don't promote it, when it's not even considered nationwide release, because it's only in 590 theaters or something, something tells me that the movie's not that good. Did you
3: see the uh, did you see the trailer for that found footage time travel movie? What's huh. that
0: called? Project Archive or Project something Project Almanac? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't look very good. And I don't mind found footage stuff, but... It's just every time I see a trailer for it, it just seems so. Yeah.
1: It just doesn't interest you. It's fine. It's funny because yeah. there was
3: an article on Slash Film where Peter Saretta, who I still really like and respect, put together a list of like, the, I think it was 53 different uh, teaser trailers that he he was calling the best teaser trailers of all time mm-hmm. um, that he had done. Like he had polled people and he'd. Done Twitter polls and things like that to try and like figure out what should be on there. It was actually a really cool list. And Cloverfield was on there. And I was like, you know what? Hell yeah. yeah like, was that was... Be. Man, no matter how you feel about that movie I in was, the end, which I, I really, really love like that movie.
0: movie. Yeah, but that trailer was really cool. You know what's a out. great teaser trailer too is the remake for the Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw. It's literally just a black screen and this girl running... And hmm. hiding, and you can hear like sound effects, and she hides in a closet. Then you hear a chainsaw. It's really effective. So is that
3: the Jessica Biel one?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's a really effective one. Um, I'm trying to think of other teasers that I really enjoyed. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight was really good. Yeah. Uh, there's some there's some obvious ones on there.
3: So like the original Terminator Two one, oh, yeah. where where the robots getting dun, made dun, is on there. Yeah. Dun, um, dun,
0: dun. Hey, we got a new Terminator trailer this week. We do. We'll talk we'll about, talk it, about in it. News. Brad hates it. Surprisingly. Um, <laughs> I wonder how I feel. <laughs> I'm such a dick sometimes. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Ed. Ed's been corresponding with me, and he says he's really enjoying our show. Yeah. Uh, he said he's listened to him straight. He's started on episode one, and he's up to like 40-something. This is insane. Oh, do,
1: do you want me to read it? Oh, yeah. yeah Could you read well it? Not.
0: Actually, uh, my phone is dead, but he sent us a really nice message on Facebook. Feed Meal!
1: I've been really enjoying the show. With the new extended commute, I get to listen to more often. Since I'm not on top of the latest movies hitting theaters, I've been checking out back episodes. I'm currently on number 46, The Wrath of Khan. Awesome. I have yet to finish the episode, but I've already bought Comic-Con episode four, A fans, uh, fans Hope on Blu-ray, which I didn't even know there was a Blu-ray of that. There so hmm. Try and pick that up. Yeah. A lot of your recommendations are spot on. And hear- hearing wow. of films that might have slipped through silently past my radar is a huge bonus. The reviews are often intelligent and insightful. You've encouraged me to revisit old favorites, give things a first or even second chance, and purchase more Blu-rays for my collection, sometimes just for the commentaries. I'm a fan. Coincidentally, I'm wearing this today, which inspired this post. And he's got the last or this year's Comic-Con t-shirt with us. It's DC Villains.
0: Yeah, that's In awesome.
1: Um, and I think he I mean, and his friend are starting their own podcast called Watch Movies. Yeah,
0: he uh, he was talking to me about it. And he asked... It was really weird. He asked me for it if, It's nice, but he asked me for advice on how I sound so confident, and I never say things too often. Uh, Um, It's it's uh, really easy. um,
3: There's not 400 people in the room, so there's nothing to be afraid of.
0: I I told him, too, um, we always had the thing that we took from Kevin Smith, is if you want to do it, just do it. And you have to talk like you know more than anybody else anyways, because (laughs) I do, so... (laughs) Just have confidence in what you do And I'll listen to his podcast when he does it He said he's recording it and he's trying to get a feel for it And my advice to everybody is just do it Yeah, Because no one can stop you And you can talk about whatever the fuck you want I mean we talk about movies but I can talk about Hey this is what the real nerds are playing this week Because I was thinking about doing a new segment What video games I'm playing Sure So right now I'm playing Smash Brothers it's tons of fun. Um, it took me a little bit to get back into it, though, because I haven't played it in so long. And, you know, most fighting games have five or six face buttons I have to hit. Smash Brothers is two. <laughs> and it's just directional. Yeah. But you have to learn strategically how to launch people in the air and, you know, dodge hits. And it's, I'm, I'm really getting into it right now. Are you playing it with a, with a GameCube controller? No, I'm using the uh, Wii U gamepad. Oh, yeah, the big, the, yeah, the screen Mm-hmm. I still cool. like it. I don't know why people don't like it. I don't think it's that bad. Oh no, I
3: don't think that one's. A, I mean, it's a little bit cumbersome if you're like it, it can hurt your hands if you're playing it for multiple hours. Sure, because there was like a Sunday where I just played uh, Super Mario World because it's like through three D worlds like all all day. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just curious. I actually really fucking hate the GameCube controller, but yeah, people are crazy for it.
0: Yeah, well, I know you can buy a version of Smash Brothers that's yep. packaged with the GameCube controller. But you can't hardly find it, in it right now. Really? Because
3: it's so, yeah, it's sold out everywhere because Dan's been trying to to get it. Oh, um, if I,
0: the people at the GameStop that work next to me, I think they still have a couple. If I'll go in there if he wants me to. I'll, I'll buy it. Dude, yeah, pick it up. Because I, I think it's only like 69 bucks or something. I yeah, think it's like 10 whatever. more bucks than the normal he's, game. He's good for it. I'm not, I'm not worried about it.
1: <laughs> sold out, huh? Yeah, Nintendo's really hurting. <laughs>
0: Right now, Nintendo, the, their games have been so good. Yeah. Um, I really want to get Bayonetta 2. Dude, that uh, me too. It, and Bayonetta 2 comes with the Bayonetta 1 for free. Because I was going to buy the first Bayonetta on like PlayStation, and they get it, the second one for Wii U, but I'm like, oh, I get both of them? Sweet. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be my next one.
1: It's just so annoying, like all the online stuff about, like, is this mm-hmm. the end of Nintendo? And it's like, yeah, they're quiet for 11 months out of the year, but no, they, you know, one... <clears throat> One tentpole comes, and they just, like, do their year in a single month. Yeah, so. they're,
3: they're just really bad at third-party games. That's the biggest deal. Yeah, yeah that's the that's um, only Like that's why, that's why Bayonetta is such a flash in the pan, because, like, wait, there's a third-party game on the Wii but But Nintendo kind of picked that up and saved that game. There wouldn't be a Bayonetta sequel if not for Nintendo. So
0: Yeah, but, you know, they also, I mean, going back to the GameCube, you know, the Resident Evil remake, Resident Evil 4, I mean, those are original games. Resident Evil Zero, they had a time. I don't know why people are so afraid to develop for it, um but I-, I love nintendo systems i was the Wii U i really didn't know if i wanted to get this is a a true story about this system i i was looking at the games so i don't know you know i don't it looks cool that it has a second screen is it really something i want to do and i was at target and they had it wasn't like a one game they had that you on the touch screen you could pick a game you wanted to play it was basically a demo and i picked rayman legends because i love rayman when I started playing it, Ubisoft actually made the game where that pad comes into that you have to use it. Mm-hmm. There'll be levels you actually have to like tap it and use. And I said, this is the most fun I've had playing a Rayman game in so long. Right. So the next day I went out and bought it with Rayman. So, I mean, I, I don't know why I doubt it all the time, but Nintendo makes high quality games. Because with that, I got the Legend is I got the Wind Waker version. Mm-hmm. And playing that game again is... That game's beautiful and brilliant, and in HD it's even better. So cool, um, yeah. Get a Nintendo. I'm playing Smash Brothers. Are you still playing Shadows of Mordor?
3: No, no, no. I beat Shadows of Mordor. I'm playing um, uh, Cop Killer Simulator 2014, mm-hmm. otherwise known as GTA Five, um, and it's it's good. Um, the it's too bad because early on they started f- making me feel like they were going to set up this like. Because in this one, you actually play as three different characters, Mm -hmm. and I thought that they were going to set up that, like, one of those three characters kind of didn't like one of the other ones, and that through a good portion of the game, you were going to be, like, those two characters were going to be working towards each other and eventually collide and probably either kill each other or become best friends. And that just went a whole lot faster than I thought it would. Um But still, like they're they're telling a really cool story. You get to like set up heists and things like that. Hmm. So like in the last one, there was the big bank heist about halfway through the game. And this one, there's multiple heists like that, and you have to like decide how you want to pull off the heist. Like, do you want to do it, you know, really sneaky, or do you want to do it smash and grab? Do you want to, you know, use this plan where you have a submarine, or do you want to use this other plan where you get away on a truck? Like, it's it's neat, Um, and
0: looks gorgeous. I've never been a fan of Grand Theft Autos. I could never get into them. Yeah. It's just because the narrative of them is I've never been impressed. I had more fun not playing the game. I don't
3: oh, know if that totally. makes sense.
0: Just running around and just killing and oh, totally. hijacking. And... Yeah. Sometimes
3: I just get home from work and I just like I I jump into the game. I get into a car, run over some people till the cops start following me. And then I just start throwing grenades out the back window until like they kill me. Um, and then I turn the game off. Hmm. Uh, but some like I think starting in four and then in this, like I, I didn't really play any of the first three um, or really it's grand Theft GTA three, that's the big one, but so I didn't play any GTA three. So I played four and I, I, I liked the story and, but mostly it was just the gameplay mm-hmm. that I liked. And this one, I I think they've got a genuinely well-crafted getting,
0: video it's game it's story. It's like, perfect scores all the time. So yeah. it's, sure it's pretty It's good. pretty damn good. Were you ever a fan of the grand theft autos?
1: Oh yeah. Three, like when it came out, you know, me, Adam, Cliff, uh, we all came over to the apartment just, like, for hours. We, we didn't really play the story. We just, like, tried to figure out, like, what you could do in the game. I remember Cliff was
0: really good at remembering the invincibility, like, uh, cheats oh, like in the it cheats, yeah. Yeah. and the guns. Because anytime time I would go over and I'd walk in, his dude was always spinning in circles because Cliff was inputting the mm. commands.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I would uh, Yeah, use the cheats and I'd, try to, I'd get my guy to jump on the back of a moving... Um, Uh, Pickup truck, and I just shoot out the back. Like it would, it would drive me around town, and I just shoot everyone
0: (laughs) on the sidewalk (laughs) as it's going. Yeah, Uh,
1: just trying to, yeah. And we just explore, trying to figure out like
0: what stuff we could break. You know, yeah, that's cool. So, so yeah. Yeah, Hopefully next week on this new segment of what real nerds are playing, I'll have my Captain Toad. If Amazon ever delivers it, yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, they better give me something for free. They will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like your shipping? Well, I was already free. Yeah, my shipping's already free, so I don't know what they do. Speaking maybe of Amazon. <laughs> maybe give me an MP three for free. Yeah, whatever. It's really like I, I don't really want anything. No, I just want to let them know that I've had Prime for four years, and yeah. you know, I expect that. Dude, stuff. they've
3: yeah, they're just fucking up a lot right now. Um, I've I've had a lot of things that, right around this time, you know, in the last couple of weeks that I ordered, where it gets delayed for a couple of days, or you know, um, which yeah, dude, they're. They're seeing hits like nobody understands, uh, no, and they're the shipping thing, so much stuff, but,
0: the thing but is, they guarantee it. it. That's the problem. It was shipped, though. It's not that it was stuck right. at like, the facility, Yeah, and, it, and I've tracked that package.
3: You're right. Actually, so the truth is it's probably not even Amazon. It's really UPS because you're right. The, all the problems I've had are exactly like that where exactly. Amazon sh- ships it you know cuz they sit, it pops up on my phone like they yeah. send me
0: texts constantly
3: like hey we shipped this thing cool they,
0: i got one today the guardians of the galaxy has been shipped Yeah. So.
3: and then i get stuff that's like oh um it's been delivered and then i get to my house no cuz it's like it, ups delivers it to a local courier who's not necessarily working for ups like yeah ups is like using third party people to make deliveries and it just sucks
0: yeah it's bad fish shake i really i've been waiting my whole life well wow. Since for, Super Mario Brothers, for Captain Toad? <laughs> for Super Mario Brothers 2, I've, Brad, back me up. I've been wanting a Toad-centric video game for really? so long. Because he's my favorite character in Mario. Interesting. So I've wanted one for so long. And all day at work on Friday, I say, man, I just want to go home. I want to go home. And my boss was supposed to bring me, we have these digital menu boards, and I was supposed to insert new ones on Monday. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I'll be there in the morning to show you how to put the new ones in, because he's going on vacation. I, was, I said, okay, yeah, sure. It was like 5 o'clock, and he hadn't shown up. I was, and I was supposed to be there till 6. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go home. I want to go play Captain Toad. And I leave. He he came in like 30 minutes later. He called me. He said, hey, where the fuck are you, man? I said, oh, we were really slow. I just left. Okay, well, I left those on the desk for you. Him not knowing that I really just wanted to go play Captain Toad. <laughs> so, and Which better, you couldn't anyway. I know. Yeah, so, and, you got home and, a and it was teasing it. me, too, because at GameStop, I could see, like, right <laughs> caddy corner, and they have a huge poster in it. And he says, "Don't blame me, Ryan. <laughs> I couldn't wait."
1: It's <laughs> this image of you staring across the counter, like at that Toad Standy, and all of a sudden, like his head just kind of comes to life and says, "Like,
0: <laughs> Come play I'll be me. with you soon." <laughs> <laughs> and I even went over there. I said, like, "Is there a strategy guide for this game?" <laughs> A I know I just, strategy guy. I know I don't need it, but I want to... <laughs> the guy's like, how right? old are you? <laughs> 90, 95, you? you want a fucking prima and, guide for this? And thing? honestly, when you asked for it, I got arrested because they thought I was running a China, child pornography <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> oh, ring, God. so um, be careful what you order. Right. Um, also, besides seeing a new movie every week, we also talk about movies we've been watching. Movie news... Box office numbers, comic books. James hopefully has one this week. Sure. I read a shitload of Spider Man comics this week. But um, I can't remember. None of them were that good. Not bad, but not good. (laughs) Um, What would that be? Mediocre? Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not bad, actually. It was a quality. It was. Here's the thing. It was. I'm missing a lot of random Spider Mans. Yeah. And usually the ones I'm missing are not well known. Right. Uh, So, you know, I'm getting, I did get Mark Bagley's first uh, issue that he drew, though. I didn't know it was his first issue. So that's kind of cool.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, It's not a good issue, but, hey, his art's really good in it. Um, But, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what we do on this awesome show. Thank you for listening to us. Bye. Fuck it. We're out. (laughs) (laughs) Go see movies. Some of them are good. That's the end of the show. Oh, I I will give us uh, another thing. Uh, If. You have some favorite movies of the year. Make sure you send the list to nerds at gmail dot com, and we'll read it on air. And we have, I'm sure, some video cassettes or yeah. stuff we can send out to people. Yeah, we'll send out some shit. Yeah, we'll send out some shit. Um, send us your fucking list. So send us your fucking list right fucking now. Because <laughs> um,
3: here's the thing: your lists might be more interesting than some of ours. At I don't least, know. Judging I I'm gonna mine, surprise you guys with my list. You, I, there are a couple things that are gonna be surprising about mine, but I have a feeling that there are gonna be a lot of repeats between yours and mine. Maybe. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm not going to put fucking Hunger Games on my list, but still. Uh, Fucking Hunger Games isn't going to be on my list either. Oh, good. What? Hey, the last one wasn't on my list. Really? The first one was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm.
1: If you don't send us your list, we're going to make one for you. and It's going
0: to be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be like Brad's list where he puts shit like that drug movie on there.
3: Uh, Left Behind will be your number one <laughs> film of 2014. Yeah.
0: Ooh, what war. Um. Yeah, what do you want to start with, Brad? Box office stats. Cool. This is the box office stats. Hunger Games number one again, fifty-seven million. The movie we saw, Horrible Bosses two, did fifteen point five,
3: coming in at number five. Still getting beat up by Interstellar and Big Hero Six, which good for those movies. I mean,
0: I wonder. I wonder if it waited one more week this week when no other fucking movies opened. Oh, totally. I was reading. Would have been better. I was reading an interview with. Sony? I don't know, some guy on on the Hollywood Reporter and they said at attendance for the The day the week after Thanksgiving is the tourist lead one of the slowest weeks really? in movies. Yeah. It seemed really busy this year. So it's they're afraid movie um movie companies are afraid to put movies out at that time. Huh. Last year it was Prisoners?
2: No,
3: no Prisoners was, was October. Yeah.
0: I can't remember, but it it was another movie that only did like seven million or something Hmm. open because this week there's like Hunger Games will win again this week but yep whatever dude Uh, last
3: year (laughs) last year funny enough you know what the number one movie was a year ago Hunger Games (laughs) Um, Homefront and Black Nativity were the big releases
0: Homefront hey that movie's actually pretty cool ran by Sylvester Stallone
3: Frozen was still Jason Statham was still number two a year ago. Man.
0: Anyway. Well, that's what happens when you make $400 million at the box office. Yup. You have staying power. They haven't made another
3: one of those yet. Shouldn't they just be pumping out one of those a year now? What?
0: Uh, Disney animated features. They do. It's called Big Hero 6. Mm, that's a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's still Disney. Whatever. It's from a studio that brought you Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen.
3: You know what's crazy? You know what the number 19 movie right now is? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Wow, that's that's insane. Anyway,
1: which brings us to our DVD releases.
0: DVD releases and blu ray <laughs> Segway score. <laughs> Very nice, <laughs> did it? Done, it. We did it, guys. <laughs> Finally did it
3: after three and a half years. <laughs> we had a good
0: Segway. Nobody fucked it up.
1: Uh, well, I did screw it up by saying DVD releases. It's really Blu-ray no re- releases. No one fell off the side of a cliff
0: yeah. while riding a Segway. Ha ha. Founder <laughs> of Segway Burn. <laughs> yep.
3: <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy comes out this week, which I is. Do I any don't. of us not have it pre ordered?
0: What version? I got the 3D version. I got yeah, the Steelbook ver- version. Oh, that's Ooh, right. Where's the fucker. Steelbook version? Best Buy. Oh. Yeah. Tell them what it is. I forgot to order it, so I'm sure I can't get it now. It's the awesome mix. So it's like a Walkman with, like, the tape inside uh, it. that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Um, season 8 of Doctor Who comes out on <laughs> Blu ray this week. So if you're like me and you haven't been watching it, because Doctor Who kind of got stupid. Bad, um,. <laughs> No.
0: I saw need, an episode of it. it I did too. I saw one with Andrew Garfield.
3: Oh, yeah. That's right. It's <laughs> like Doctor a three-year-long-running joke. Doctor, Who, Doctor <laughs> Who was good. There was a time. Um, Under the Dome season two, which I, I can't even believe that show. There's a season over, two to that yeah, show? Yeah. Yeah. It's on Blu-ray this week. All right. Yeah. Uh, my parents stopped watching like near the end of season one because they were like, these people are fucking stupid. That's what my mom said. That's what your mom
0: said? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. She was
3: like, these people are fucking stupid. Love it. Yeah. She swears a lot more now. Um it's high a lot. <laughs> uh, Frank comes out on Blu-ray this week. Which I'm still tempted to see that. Oh, you
0: haven't seen it yet? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's on my list of things I got to check off before the end of the year. I know. I want to buy it because it's only like 13 bucks. Because I think the cover art's really funny too. But I don't know.
3: You know what else is on my list to see before the end of the year? Henry Connick Jr.'s Dolphin Tale 2. Nice. Uh, no, no. Um, Criterion is releasing Time Bandits this week. Which is pretty cool. Have you ever seen Time Bandits? Mm-mm. Oh, it's it's good. Um, it's a man. How do you explain Time Bandits to
0: somebody? Uh, it's about people that go through time and they steal stuff.
3: Uh, well, they're like they're like dwarves, right?
0: Are they stealing time? <laughs> so yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, it's an old Terry Gilliam movie uh, about these guys that are like. Ah, he's he's obnoxious
0: in real life. Did, <laughs> Did <laughs> anyway. you meet him? No, every time I see him in interviews, he talks about how much he hates America, but he shows up on American shows pimping the movies he makes.
3: Terry Gilliam always comes to uh, to Ryan's Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. and he always ruins yes. it and talks I always really say, too much about
0: fuck, Mr. Gilliam, you're killing me.
3: <laughs> he always spends like 20 minutes talking about the man from La Mancha.
0: Um, and, and he always says, oh, Brazil's a great movie, and I always say Brazil's not that great. I, I don't like Brazil. Neither yeah. do I. Uh-huh. I think it's stupid. Um, that scene, though, with the desk is really good.
3: Meh. Uh, Mork and Mindy, the entire series... Comes out this week.
0: Yeah, you got to capitalize on Robin Williams being dead. Aww. And season four finally. <laughs> Do you have to buy the whole set to get yeah. season four?
1: No, it's just, there's this everyone. That's they just good. finally did the whole thing. Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. he's dead.
0: Yeah, so
3: yeah, it's a whole. I just clicked on like the collection set because it actually looks kind of cool. Um, I used to watch that all the time when I would be sick from mm-hmm. elementary school. They would show that during the middle of the day. I,
0: I watch Bewitched all the time. Oh yeah, I'm really tempted to get Bewitched right now. The seasons are five bucks at Target. Hmm. So I mean I don't know how don't many seasons everyone... there are. But it, they have a full series set of that. So
3: is that on Netflix? Maybe I, I should know. watch some of that because I've never I I've never watched a lot of. I don't
0: remember if it's good or not. I haven't yeah, seen I it in a long either. time.
3: Uh, Running scared, the Gregory Hines Billy Crystal movie, uh, is getting a Blu-ray release, as well as uh, actually this isn't a Blu-ray release. This is. I don't know if this is the first time it's been on DVD, probably not, but Stripped to Kill nice. is coming out. It's a so let me describe this to you. Okay, so in the background there's this spooky drawing of some eyes like in shadow staring at you, and then in the foreground is a like a dagger pointed straight up and it's being used as a stripper pole by a drawing Yay. of a of a half-naked lady in a gold bikini. What's the what's the what's the tagline here? A maniac. Strip or be killed. Shit. A maniac is killing strippers. Detective Cody. And then the next line is. Has one weapon to stop him (laughs) her
0: body. Nice. That sounds like lots of nudity. Shit. Yep. Uh, That's right up my alley. So, this is your chance to get stripped to kill. You also skipped over Family Guy season 14. Did it deliberately. Volume 13. 13. Volume 13? Which doesn't even have cover art. That's I have it. Yeah, I, I got it. Emailed to me. It's uh, them looking down in Brian's grave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when you take off the slip cover, it's Stewie crying. Nice. I, I pre-ordered that. That'll be. That'll be here. I can't wait to watch a, a marathon. And then my wife gets really, really pissed off because she can't stand the show. Understandable. And then I then I come into bed and I'll say, "I love you, Laura." <laughs> <laughs> my wiener's touching your butt.
1: You're creeping me God out. Damn it. <laughs> Warner Brothers is also bringing out these things called Diamond Luxe Editions.
0: Yeah, you can get them now like, at retail stores. Yeah, Because I, I, I just got the Gone with the Wind one. They're really nice. Have you seen them?
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I saw the Green Mile one.
0: If you want to, you can hand, uh, James, it's right on the. Is it above the one hundred, one thousand and one movies you must see before you die to your left? Oh. Yeah, they got like, the they're they're Batman, really Batman, Gremlins, thick. Yeah, Horace they're Gump, really nice.
1: Green Mile, yeah. They're really dense. Huh. Yeah, and they really got something nice. else. I, f- I forget what it was, but it's pretty special. It's not just the disc, I forget.
0: I wonder um, if it's... It's right on top of New yeah. Super Mario Luigi. Yeah, no, I
3: see it. I'm just trying to figure it out... I don't think it's as... Nice. You know, they came out with that like crazy Gone with the Wind box
0: set earlier this year. Yeah, that sure that's still... that was only available at Target, and when I was at Target, it was 10.99. dollars Here's the thing, is I got Gone with the Wind, which I know I've seen with my grandfather, but I was young... So I don't remember anything about it except the iconic scenes. So I don't know if I've really watched it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've watched it, but I don't know if I've watched it. And I've been doing that a lot lately. That's why uh, when I was at Barnes and Noble this week, I got Maltese Falcon, um, Casablanca. uh, I got Gone with the Wind at Target because I'm going to rewatch these movies. And Vertigo, I watched with my grandfather. Because I watched them like on Turner Classic Movies or whatever it used to be called, yeah. and but I don't remember watching them, but I'm pretty sure I remember. Them. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, cool. So if I have four and a half hours one day, I'll be watching <laughs> Gone with the Wind.
3: <laughs> it's good. I you know I I reviewed it earlier this year when I saw it for the first time in my life. So
0: I have a I have a feeling it's going to be like the first time I watched it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like oh yes, yeah, Scarlet. kind of a bitch.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. What's next, guys? News. news
2: God, you guys are
0: pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's real news. That's why you can't host this show. Well, I ask you, you have to have we, think lightning quick. No,
3: we we no we almost timed it, so we said it at the same time. It was, yeah. it was yeah, awesome.
0: That's, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was scripted. Yeah. Brilliant. It was brilliant. Thank you.
3: Um, New so, James
0: Bond title. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> so we can, you, we can start there. Yeah. Spectre. I love that title. Yeah. Which and is cool. The,
1: and the logo. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah the, the teaser logo. That was awesome.
0: Um, and to Sam Mendes. It has to be kind of good, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did all right. right. Skyfall. Yeah. yeah. He did all right. Um, <laughs> no, Skyfall. I think Skyfall's my favorite James Bond movie ever.
3: It might be. Yeah. 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 I just that, rewatched it recently.
0: It's that, really good. Yeah. And Casino Royale. Yeah. Not the yeah, old one. In either, right? might be. Um, the other, like, James Bond movies are...
3: Yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> it's a it's a very different kind of movie. You, like, when you watch the old ones, you have to watch them with that sort of mindset of, like, oh, yeah, these are kind of kitsch now, and, yeah. You
1: know, um The crazy thing is it's due, like, next November, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a well, short been, amount of they've time. They've been working
3: on it for a while. It's supposed to start
0: filming like, like next week. I think, it's, yeah, Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: So that's, they've just kept things fairly under
0: wraps. Hey, like, you know what's cool th- about being us? Did you guys just read their email that we got sent from Sony about it? No. 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 Oh, sorry. You can. I logged in and I watched that whole thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. They sent us like a press kit.
2: Oh,
3: that's
0: oh, cool. Yeah. Finally. Man. I know. I clicked on it and I watched it. While I was working, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's interesting. Like, so Batman Superman wrapped their production, yeah, but they're still two years away from releasing the final movie. Whereas,
0: right. I think because they're scared.
1: Uh, Spectre is just now starting to film principal, and it's due in November.
3: Well, because with with Spectre, you don't have to do like as much <laughs> CG as they're going to have to do in I guess a yeah. movie that has a flying
0: man. I really hope plot. Daniel Craig says provocative in the new trailer. cuz or- that's one of my favorite lines from any trailer yeah S- secret agent provocative
3: yeah I say, um, yeah
0: it is provocative the
3: uh <laughs> yeah the the cool thing about this in my mind is that so they they have Mr. White coming back for this um that's racist who is the guy he's the guy that is at the end of Casino Royale who's also like a part of Quantum of Solace my hope here cuz i've always said that there is a much better version of Quantum, Solace, Quantum of Solace out there where they reveal that that guy is like stealing water in order to keep third world countries down to incite violence and grow Spectre overall. And like make sure that Spectre stays in power. Uh, I really hope that they like go back and sort of retroactively change what happens in Quantum of Solace. So the Quantum of Solace is suddenly way cooler than it actually is. <laughs> I mean, oh, you'll still a cool have to watch
0: Quantum of Solace.
3: Yeah, but the end of the movie is still like yeah. an effeminate French guy fighting James Bond with an axe. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. I like having Spectre back. It's good. Do you guys see the trailer for Terminator? I did. I thought it looked pretty sweet. Dude, I'm totally on board. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I think it's like, it's, it's, it, it's like Back to the Future 2-ish to me. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Dude, oh, like, at least they're doing something kind of interesting with it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it it sucks that Terminator Salvation's not as good as it could have been and that they can't do the future war movies that I really want them to do because that's what I want to see. I, I'm, I, but I don't is, really like, give a shit about the time travel part anymore. I just want to see robots fighting
0: people. But they have that sweet scene in the trailer where it's all those exoskeletons that are, like, firing missiles and, so, yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah, that looks badass.
3: Yeah, I mean... I'm on board. My fear is that the first, like, that's only the first, like, three minutes, and then they shoot him in the thing, and then it's just, like, a weird screwed-up version of Terminator 1, which is great, because... Oh, hold your horses for a second. Terminator 1 is not a great movie. So, if you want to go back and fuck it up, someone i a fine through with that. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, Terminator 1's not that good. Like, that's if you good, go back...
0: It's okay. I watched it like, I think this year. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh,
3: it's the only Terminator movie I don't own. Really? Yep. Why? It is my least favorite Terminator. Wow. Wow. I mean, I would rather watch Terminator Salvation. Two is way better than one, but I don't know if I'd put one that yeah, low. Huh. Right. Um, anyway, they're really I think Arnold cool. missiles? Sure, <laughs> that that is definitely the cheesiest part yeah. of it. But we also don't know how that ends, dude. If that ends with like him flying through the helicopter, all of his skin gets ripped off. So when he lands, he lands like a bullet, and he stands up, and he's just a yeah. robot. That he, could be cool. He lands like fucking Superman, or he puts right.
1: his fist down. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You know, it's going to look terrible in CGI, though. I don't care.
3: Yes, I do. <laughs> but some of the some of the stuff, like uh, Slash went back, went back through and compared the shot, the CG shots of of. Arnold with the actual shots from back in the day. They actually I mean when he, when it moves in the trailer it's not quite good but the movie's also not done yet. Um but they went to some some lengths to make sure that those that See, stuff looked ass, pretty it's similar. there's like three different
0: versions of Arnold Terminator in it though. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Because yeah, there's I like s- weird old s- man s- like the, I don't
3: know.
1: The dialogue was delivered pretty cheesily. Yes, uh, which uh, makes yes, me feel like it's I'm a huge su- joke. It's a
3: fucking Terminator movie and you can say what you want to say but even from Terminator 2 on no, from all of Terminator movies, they've had pretty cheesy-ass dialogue in them. I, know, I thought two's just all badass. Uh-huh. No, 2's got plenty of mm. cheesy
0: dialogue. It, it does. What about uh, at the end where he's like, I need a vacation? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, but I don't know if it fits the tone of the movie. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I love the name Genesis. Really? I'm going to start doing the opposite of everybody else on the internet, where I'm going to say <laughs> I love things that they hate. See, I'm just
3: going to be honest about everything and say that I think the trailer's cool, but that I think Genesis <laughs> yeah. is the f- f- fucking stupidest
0: name. It's I clearly like it. not yep.
3: even true. Like, it's not even like well, a... Well, isn't
0: he um, going back to the beginning to stop that one Terminator? I don't know, but why is it spelled with a Y? Because it's the company
1: that's yeah. secretly behind and Skynet. And it's oh, it's probably God, Genius
0: System, that. and it's combined.
3: Man.
0: That's just so smart. <laughs> now, oh, so here's the other
3: thing, is that I actually think that... um uh, what's her name? Emily Clark? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Yeah. She looks badass in that movie. Yeah. And she, there's a couple of scenes where I'm like, yeah, she kind of looks like a a little bit of a Linda Hamilton-esque, yeah. you know, like she, she she looks like she could be a younger Linda she's Hamilton. She's great
0: in Game of Thrones. She's completely
3: naked. She's, she's not bad in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is horrible. I like Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think the movie looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I'm genuinely... Now... It's not, I'm not the most excited about that movie by comparison to like, like I'm more excited about Jurassic Park. It's not like I'm saying that this is my number one movie next year. I'm just, I think it's a cool idea.
1: Yeah. That know? slash film article you are referencing? Yeah. They were claiming that, uh, what's his name, is, has to be naked to go through the transporter because only organic matter can go through the transporter. That's yeah. how you wrote it. it was only organic matter can go through. It's like, yeah, that's not aren't true. Aren't cotton underwear organic?
3: Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Ooh, nobody's ever nobody's ever wearing cotton underwear when they go through. But also no, I'm, I'm the, saying.
1: The, oh, the oh, article messed up. Yeah, yeah. You, well,
3: yeah. and also because the if, like that can't be true because the terminators go through and <laughs> yeah. their skeletons Metal. aren't really yeah. organic. <laughs> well, so.
1: metals organic is like everything's organic.
3: Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is
0: plastic. Right, so only pla- yeah, plastics won't go through. Well, um, <laughs> cool, cuz don't they have computer <laughs> chips? I'm sure it's made with plastic. I don't know.
3: You know what's not very well defined? Time
0: travel in Terminator movies. <laughs> so, um See, that's yeah. the thing is, like I don't I don't care about that stuff. Just tell me a cool story. Right, yeah. you know. Exactly. Um, show me some bad Now,
3: so I was about to say show me some really badass action sequences. The flipping bus at the end of the trailer? Not that cool.
1: Um, Especially since in that trailer, obviously something else must have happened, but yeah, mis- the, the way the trailer cuts it, it's like a Subaru Legacy cuts <laughs> it off and sends it doing two more flips than the right. semi in Dark Knight, yeah. Pro-
0: probably driven by a couple of Lesbos. It's less <laughs>
3: wow. It's less That's feasible a car, dude. A Subaru's. <laughs> it's less feasible than most of the car ch- car crashes in in like a Michael Bay movie. Um, I know. It's, it's just, I just I just don't think it looks that good. No, honestly, the flip like it, It's, it's been, way too cartoony. It's been done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, cool. Uh, Brad, well, you're, you're our resident JCVD, um, correspondent. So, down, right so why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us about what Jean-Claude Van Damme's doing this week?
1: Uh, they asked him to, uh, come back for Kickboxer, not as his character, but as the mentor to his character. Nice. Wait,
3: whoa, 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 So this is like a Terminator Genesis thing where like, he's going to go back and then he's going to be, He's gonna already be there to teach himself how to kickbox.
1: No, no, there's no time travel involved. Okay, well, now then, I'm out. I'm out. They're probably simply just throwing out the entire old movie, Okay, a completely new movie with the new title. So it's a remake. Okay. It's a. It's probably not just a remake. It's probably just like a whole new movie. (laughs) It's a reboot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Different premise, because I think in the description they said like he's. the new guy who's gonna play the character Jean Claude played, he's gonna be avenging avenging his brother's death. But I watched that movie over the holiday. Uh-huh. His brother doesn't die; he gets paralyzed <laughs> in the ring, and he shows up in a wheelchair as an as a consistent character at the movie.
0: Well, I think you're missing the point. I think they're saying that if you're in a wheelchair, you want to die.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus my
3: god!
0: Christ. I'm just kidding. I just it was too easy of a joke. Um, too easy of a joke. So yeah. So
1: for the new one, they've invited Jean Claude Van Damme to play. um the mentor character. Because there was somebody yeah. else
0: originally. And then... Um, yeah, yeah, I forget his name. The, yes.
1: It took place in Thailand and yeah. his mentor was Thai. Yeah, some and, I, I
0: know he's some famous uh, martial artist. I can't yeah. remember his name, though. Yeah, I, I was, read
1: the article and now it's like slipping me. So it should be interesting that you like guys kind of a French mentor.
0: After the
3: career resurgence brought on by Jean-Claude Van Damme's damn van, what I'm saying. he is starting to get cast in some pretty big roles again.
1: Jean-Claude Van Damme's damn remake, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Very cool. Um All right, there's a couple more things that we'll just run through really quick. Uh So Ryan Reynolds is going to play Deadpool, no surprise.
0: No surprise, but it's, well... I, did you watch the little thing yeah. they did? Yeah. I, I thought, thought it was really good. I don't even like Deadpool. No, I don't, no, I was don't cool. either. I yeah. like when he's teamed up with Spider-Man. And
3: uh, So, I'll say this. Um, Ryan Reynolds has been wanting to play, uh, or wanting to be in a Deadpool movie for so long that honestly I'm kind of excited about the idea of him getting to do it just because like, I respect anybody who has that much passion about something that I don't really care about. Does that make sense? <laughs> Like, like the
0: fact that he is so on board. of Like, dude,
3: I could. Be and a he's really cool. He's Deadpool. making up, you kind
0: know, of like kind of how Chris Evans made up for Johnny Storm and now is uh-huh. Captain America. Right. Now he can make up for being Hal Jordan and <laughs> yeah, be Wood well, Wilson. Or for, for all those matter, people don't know, Green Lantern and Deadpool. I just dropped some comic book knowledge on you. <laughs>
3: for that, for that matter, he can also make up for the last time he played Deadpool in the Wolverine movie. Yeah, it's not really his um, fault though. No, no, it's not. But still,
0: uh, also Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be Doctor Strange officially. Cool. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Some people, as, as people are such assholes. What's the thing, too, with uh, the Black Stormtrooper? Like, people are upset about that. Yeah.
1: What the fuck is that if about? If anything, they should be upset, because
0: they're supposed to be clones, right? Yeah. So. Oh,
3: wait. Hold, okay. All right. So. To, oh, my God.
0: You actually read, I don't know, I don't read anything about it, but I read that people are upset because the, what's the dude's name who plays it? He's yeah. from Attack of the Block. He, right. He's a black actor and people are up in arms cuz he's black. Yes. Why should he be black? We haven't yeah. seen
3: the fucking movie. Do you remember when Luke Skywalker put on a stormtrooper outfit?
0: Well, he wasn't black. <laughs>
1: uh, it
3: doesn't matter. My point is it doesn't mean that like all stormtroopers in these movies but, are black underneath or that like like that could just be that at some point he puts on a especially cuz he's on Tatooine. So maybe he puts on a stormtrooper outfit to escape from the empire and yeah. ends up crash and landing like it doesn't on Tatooine.
0: Because to me also so surprising so the the clones maybe they don't exist anymore and the stormtroopers are all people from that the empire has put into there is, which
3: is totally canon because the understanding um, now they've thrown out a lot of the canon like they when they when they're making this movie they're throwing out a lot of the like canon that came after Star Wars but the understanding I always had growing up was that the stormtroopers were that like some of them were still clones and that some of them were just people yeah. at this point because they weren't still didn't, cloning didn't Obi One stop that factory, right? Right, yeah. 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 So they'd
0: have That's to That's why it's referred
3: him. to as the Clone Wars. Yeah. Because they're not cloning anybody. So who like, cares?
0: Yeah. Like, I can't believe that was a thing.
3: Oh, dude. I, dude, people are just fucking pissed for no goddamn reason. Here's, you know what I thought of this week? And I'm super excited about this now. You know the lightsaber that everybody's pissed off about? I think it's really cool. And the reason I think it's really cool is because my expectation, uh, or at least my hope, is that with Sith, like that Sith, is going to fight differently than everybody else. That he is going to because it's like built like a broadsword, I think it'd be really cool if he used it like a broadsword, like two handed, and like when he hits people with it, like there is this Just
0: cleaves them physical
3: in force. No, no, no. Like like if he hits a Jedi and they're lights. I was reading that that's
0: Luke, hit, Skywalker.
3: That's cool. Whatever. But whoever it is that swings that thing, um, when they hit somebody, like if they actually like pushed him back, like you know, like the way that you know, yeah. Medieval knights smack their swords yeah, against down. each other. Like, if that was the kind of force and the way that that guy fought, I just think it would look cool on screen. Yeah. And then it would make sense that he's got, like, a hilt on his lightsaber. Like, it's, that's cool. The movie looks badass. I don't care. I'm gonna see it.
0: And it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> of course. Because it's yeah. not gonna be episode one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think <laughs> the thing you're talking about, uh, about-, about just
0: can't <laughs> not get a jab in there. Nope. <laughs> the, um,
3: the thing about it being Luke Skywalker, are you, are you talking about the thing where they said that they were confirming that that was Luke's lightsaber? Yeah, that was something a, like that, yeah. Oh, okay. What you're talking about is actually, so the, the sound effect that they play at the end is the sound effect from the first oh, okay. time. So that, yeah, that's what that was.
1: Nerd alert. Yeah. I can't um, believe that was a thing, like.
0: Right. Like, everybody's like, I, I know that sound. I, I never noticed that it they
1: sounded different at
0: all, ever. There is a fandom to Star Wars I'll never understand. Oh, yeah. I love the Dude, movies. I really do, but I... No.
3: Star Wars fans are their own worst enemy. Like, it's why, and you can go back to when Star Trek came out, I was so proud of Star Trek fans for the fact that, like, there's a movie where they fucking blow up Vulcan, and the vast majority of Star Trek fans were online going, like, this is really a great movie. Like, it's, <laughs> it's too bad that there's not more, like, space politics, but you know what? It's still pretty fucking good. Like, yeah.
0: Star Wars fans are not <laughs> doing themselves any favors. I thought of you of that Star Trek thing it was really funny. What? That, that little Star Trek video. With Captain Picard, where uh always oh, it's the the Christmas thing. Yeah, the Christmas yeah. thing. I thought of you, Brad.
1: Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, shut up, Wesley. You look
3: <laughs> you look like you got something, Brad. Do I you really got? wanted to say that. Are too, you done?
1: Good old. No, I still got more stuff. But yeah, what do you got? It, well, I'm just know. waiting to see what you missed.
3: Motherfuck uh, f- f- you! <laughs> How about you fucking go and I'll tell you what you missed. All Ooh, right, fight,
1: um, fight, fight. So, uh, Roberto Orsi decided to drop out of Star Trek Three directing. Um, and they're thinking of maybe getting Edgar, Edgar Wright to fill in, fill in, which would be cool. Um, yeah, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah. I wonder what he'd do.
1: Something creative. I'm Direct sure.
0: Direct it. <laughs> hopefully, ho- hopefully he won't make Chekhov in charge. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're saying, uh, people are suggesting like, ah, oh, Nick Frost for, uh, Harry Mudd. But I'm like, <laughs> nah, I mean, don't no go idea. back to the original. Stuff. Like, I think it'd be cool if they incorporated like s- some alternate next generation plot. Like, I think, uh, I saw something that John Delancey might be in it. So that might be. <laughs> they would take like a, key, a next generation plot with q and mix it with you know the classic track which i think would be a cool crossover
3: yeah so the thing about this that scares me is that um they're still talking about a the version of the script where william shatner shows up um which i have said that i i want them to get away from the whole time travely thing yeah, he's um, mean to George Decay. What's that about? Well, and <laughs> oh my, um, and so leave my, me alone, Bill. My fear is that if they rush into a different director, that they might sort of stick with some of the stuff that they have in the script they have now, that isn't really what I want to see. Hmm. Um, you know, like they might just rush through it and be like, okay, hey, here's this thing, go make it, because we got like no time. Because um, they are, they're getting down to the line if they want to get it done in time. I feel like um, every
1: racist a perfectionist, though, that probably wouldn't happen. Right.
3: Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's probably, that's probably why they're not actually going to hire him, is because if, you know, he had Ant-Man for forever, and by the time he was able to actually start making it, because he is such a perfectionist, they ended up sort of kicking him off, you know, one way or another, they ended up kicking him off. Like, he's not, it seems like, I don't know the guy, but it seems like he's not really built for those kind of movies. Um, whereas a JJ Abrams at least has enough clout that when he comes in, he can do things like say, yeah, no, fuck you guys. I'm going to push this movie back a year and you got <laughs> nothing to do about it. Right? Like, I don't know. It, it sort of scares me, but what else he got?
1: Uh, Christopher Nolan is on the short list for directing a book called, uh, adaptation of the book Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. You got that one too?
3: No, I wasn't going to talk about it because uh, it's, it's a rumor. Yeah, it's just like one um, of the few books
1: I've read <laughs> that's yeah. going to be turned into a movie. So I'm like, <laughs> interesting. I can't see him doing it though. Like, I feel like Nolan only wants to do his own stuff now.
3: There's a couple other people on that list, and I can't remember who they were. That
1: Zemeckis. Uh, yeah, Zemeckis actually. Also Edgar like, Wright. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think Edgar Zemeckis would be Would good.
3: be really cool. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, for that story. Yeah. Um, and then uh, some comedians I know in Denver got their TV show on True TV. It's called Those Who Can't. It's about some shitty teachers. In a inner city school, who are just oh, yeah. terrible people.
0: Wait, but is it scripted? Yeah. yeah it's the first on, scripted show on, on True True TV. TV. Uh, all right. I didn't know anything that there about goes. it. I remember reading the article on, uh, seeing the headline on Hollywood Reporter.
1: Yeah. Adam Caton Holland, Ben Roy, and Andrew Orbital, who are part of the Grawlux comedy troupe here in Denver Good often. Uh, yeah. They had a, it was one of the initial Amazon pilots. Um, and it got one of the highest, like, ratings but amazon still passed on it so it's getting a second life yeah, if you make
0: talented earth st- make good things people will find yeah. it the thing
1: is though uh amazon gave them fifty thousand dollars to make that pilot hmm. and true tv is making the you know making them make a new pilot so Aww. that episode won't be part of the show they're gonna get a new thing and they've got some new producers who are like making it more dramatic because huh. it was more like kind of skit based mm-hmm. um short gags so there's probably gonna be more of a narrative arc in their new version but yeah good for them i'm jealous yeah that sounds really cool. jealous <laughs> where's the room there's poncho on tv yeah,
0: i know right give me some of that money gimme give gimme give gimme give gimme
3: gimme okay so here's what you missed motherfucker
0: yeah fight <laughs> um
3: so we got a complete cast list for suicide squad this week yeah so, oh, which yeah. is pretty interesting yeah it yeah is. right it is yeah thanks brad
2: this week was huge um, there's so yeah, much
3: know, to, there, there was a lot of stuff yeah um, so, I think the, the weirdest thing here is, well, no, dude, everything about this is fucking. Tom Hardy playing
1: weird. one of the characters?
3: Yeah, Tom Hardy is gonna be in another Batman movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as Rick Flag, who I don't even know who that is. Do you know who that is? I don't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't know. Whatever. I don't know much about Suicide Squad.
3: Yeah. Well, and, yeah. I know Harley Quinn. <laughs> so, um.
1: And Deadshot, I J.
0: guess. Jay
3: Courtney yeah. is gonna be Boomerang, which Boomerang was one that I thought, like, dude, you're not gonna put Boomerang in there, right? Like, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But maybe he'll die. Um, especially
1: because have. A boomerang character, yeah, Um, and both
3: not cool, (laughs) yeah, Uh, right, yeah. Uh, So yeah, Will Smith is Deadshot, which is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So that's most of the movie's
1: budget, right there. Right, exactly. Oh Uh, hell
3: no! Jared Leto is the Joker, which okay. Yeah, uh, it'll at least be a very different I, Joker. I
1: can't yeah. imagine the Joker teaming up with people. Like he's such a solo. I'm knack. guessing I, he's. I don't not. think he will. I, I, I'm yeah. guessing I it. The,
0: I, I'm guessing the first half of the movie is going to be Harley Quinn and the Joker, and she's going to ditch him, sure um, or something. Yeah, or know. even like you know, you I'm saw talk, guys. um, you guys saw
3: uh, uh, Arkham Assault on Arkham, and it had it had the Joker in it, even though he wasn't on the team. Because yeah, you're right, dude. You're not gonna. You're not going to put the Joker on the Suicide Squad. But actually, that might be a really cool story, right? Like, if you if you introduce the idea of the Suicide Squad and then also introduce why the idea of the Suicide Squad doesn't work if you put somebody like the Joker on it, because then he's still going to just go fucking crazy because he's not going to follow your rules. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then the Enchantress is in there as well. We already talked about the fact that Margot Robbie is, is Harley Quinn, which I think is awesome. She'll be really good. Um. Hmm. Now they just need to make that movie fucking rated R, which they will never it do. They won't. Yeah. Man. Uh. And then the very last thing. Actually, there's two more things. Were they I'll,
1: thinking Oprah Winfrey for Amanda Waller? <laughs> Dude, That's that would be really good. Would it? Uh-huh. Um. Yeah,
3: yeah. 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 Man, she hasn't acted in a long time. So, but so to <laughs> to bring her back in a WB DC comic book movie
1: about I'll horrible be, people as right. the heroes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Pulls all of your uh, all of the nightmares of Gotham together in order to make them fucking kill people by putting <laughs> bombs in their necks. Like, Yeah, that'd be pretty ridiculous. I'd see that movie. And she's yelling about how her husband beats her, and that's why she has to do it. The color purple, Brad. Don't give me a weird looks.
1: You know, I bought that movie, I, like, 2003. Still haven't watched it. It's really good. It's, it's really, really to, good. I'm sure it's awesome. Oh, man. Spielberg doesn't usually let me down, so. Yeah. It's just like, it's hard to, like, you know, get a Saturday where I'm like, you know what? I want to see something really harsh and depressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. That's why I hadn't seen Shinlei's List for so long. Yeah. Um, cool. So one more thing before we move on is that they are making, uh, and I won't blame you for missing this because this wouldn't have flagged your radar. They're making a dramatized TV version of Dear Zachary. Um, oh, actually, I
1: did see that news.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> have you seen, you've seen, I didn't, you
1: know. it was on my next Netflix queue for a while, but then I eventually got to the point where I felt like, Again, I know I heard the subject matter is so depressing that it's like I'm not sure I'm ever going to want to watch this really.
3: Yeah, so I've I've seen Dear Zachary. Um, I have said before that I think Dear Zachary is an amazing, amazing movie or documentary, um, and that I also wouldn't wish anyone see it because I like most human beings too much, and the emotional toil of watching that film is just, oh, that movie wrecked me for a while. Like, I, I don't know that many movies have had that kind of an emotional impact on me ever. Um, so it, it's sort of weird. When, when I first saw it, I was like, dude, fuck you. Like, don't do this. And then uh, as I read through the article, there is this little block of text or, or quote from, from the guy who made the documentary saying that um, people had been approaching him for a while saying, you know, we want to tell the story. We want to tell this story. We want to tell this story. And so he finally sort of caved in and what he said was that he feels like if he told a dramatized television version of this story um, that that he could just sort of get the word out. Because there is this underlying um, part of the way that Dear Zachary ends is it talks about this movement that was occurring at the time in Canada in order to change some of the Canadian laws to avoid... Allowing criminals to escape the U.S. into Canada and still have certain rights, um, because part of the problem of that, of the story of Jer Zachary, and somewhat spoilers, but fuck, like seriously, um, they they uh, this woman escapes to Canada and Canada allowed her to keep, e- even though like people in the U.S. were trying to find her, they allowed. Her to keep, uh, uh, what do you call it, guardianship of her son, um, which was not a really great idea. Um, so what he's sort of saying is that it would probably be really good for him to allow them to tell this story to kind of get the word out there about, like, hey, this is kind of screwed up and we need to change this. So, uh, I'm interested in it. I, I hope they do a very respectable job of telling that story. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think you, in my mind, I think you produce it like on HBO, you make it one season and then you never touch it again. Um, so, whatever. Anything else? Uh, no, but if you want to keep going, we can do Comic Corner.
0: Okay, sounds good. Cool. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. So... Yeah, don't, don't this, worry, guys. He won't wake up. It's all right. That's <laughs> all right. Um, I turned off the light to set like Christmas mood light. Oh, okay. Um,
3: so this is actually still kind of real news, but this is under the uh, I'll believe it when I see it category, which is that this week AMC officially ordered a pilot episode of Preacher. Um, <laughs> so somebody's going to make an episode of Preacher, which is pretty crazy. This is still that... Evan Goldsmith, uh Seth Rogen uh adaptation to people to make it are they making it serious? Well well, I mean as serious as preacher is. Uh, <laughs> so I'll give you an example. So people should this is your chance go out go to Call of Coins, cards of comics pick up the first trade of preacher.
1: Um And the Jean-Claude Van Damme soundtrack.
3: And the Jean-Claude Van Damme soundtrack okay. and the Real Nurse Potter yep. if there's still a copy of it there and anyway. Um so uh preacher is serious in some respects and that it's like super gruesome and things like that um or like so here's a good example the one of the villains from the first arc uh has a son who loving, lovingly by the rest of the book gets referred to as Arsface because he so the book was written in the in the mid 90s so uh after Kurt Cobain killed himself this character who was like a teenager or whatever Decides to kill himself and shoot himself in the face with a shotgun, but he fucks it up. And so he lives the rest of his life with this sort of very, with this very deformed face. And as the book goes along. I was forward, picturing the
0: ass faces from South Park.
3: Um, I don't remember the ass face, but w- <laughs> so he's got, he, the, they call him that. Oh, it's fucking horrible. They call him that because he has this very puckered mouth because he doesn't have a lower jaw. Um, and, uh, so he, when they tell that story it is yeah it's very serious it's dark it's horrible you feel kind of gross and you don't feel good about reading the story but then as the story goes on like he becomes a fucking rock star and and there are scenes where he's like singing music but of course all of his speech is super deformed and so it's like very it's very self-aware of how over the top and kind of jokey it is about some of the subject matter like it kind of does make sense that it's those guys writing it, um, because they'll hopefully have some idea of how to handle that sense of humor, you know, and not be, I don't know. Like I said, I just I don't believe it. I I just don't believe that making this. That was your Teenage Mutant
0: Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's some news. Yeah. Damn it. Bebop and Rocksteady are going to be the new Nerd Turtles movie. What? That's not what I was going to say. No, oh, no, well, that's what I read. Spoilers.
1: They announced the director for Turtles too. Well, oh, yeah? Turtles 2.02. 02. Michael Bay? No, the director of uh, Earth to Echo, David Green, I think. Oh, that's right. Dave Green? Yeah. yeah. Which, I haven't seen Earth to Echo, so I have no idea, but um, the fact that they chose him makes me think they're going to do Dimension X stuff in the next one, which is what I asked for for the first one. Yeah,
0: I read that Bebop and Rocksteady are going to make their appearance in that.
1: Hopefully more than that. Hopefully Triceratons and Utroms will be in it too. And I really
0: hope they come. What are those like drill things that came up through the ground? Newton modules? Yeah. And the door opens and Rocksteady says, say your prayers, turtles. turtles. <laughs> it's like music kicks in That'd be and the greatest <laughs> entrance of a, in a movie ever.
1: That would be a good start to the movie. Like the turtles are like just rolling down the street and all of a sudden the earth that opens up and the so new module comes out and just these two new villains you didn't even know about. And then later on you find out that Towards the end of the movie, it's revealed Shredder was controlling them the whole time. And... So awesome.
3: Yeah, Shredder's dead. Didn't you see the end of the last
0: movie?
1: No, he got away. He really watched it. <laughs> he was still alive. I, maybe we I, honestly, all fell asleep.
0: <laughs> honestly,
3: honestly, there's a part of me, like a part of my heart, that's just happy that you still have any hope about Terminator after how much you hated, or, or about uh, Ninja, Ninja Turtles after how much you hated the one this year
1: i um, I would say hope. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like the next one either, but it's an interesting, intriguing <laughs> bit of news that they announced that guy as the director. Yeah. And cool. And I was originally saying like, what they really need to change, get is new script writers because the script was terrible, but yeah. those guys wrote the Mission Impossible 4, which was awesome. So
2: yeah.
3: I don't
1: know what to think of those guys.
3: You know, well. Uh, writers aren't always the last say in what you see in the script on on screen
1: but they provide most of the structure for the general idea and it's up to the director the, to convert it to the, the screen
3: uh, and on, on a movie like adrenaline. that adrenaline on a movie like that there's a lot of producers between the director and the writer yeah. um so they may not have necessarily gotten to do what they wanted to do with that movie um which From, you know, you remember from back when, when people were talking about what that movie was gonna be and people were leaking stuff about the script and things like that. Like, that script probably got rewritten and completely thrown out so many fucking times that if you actually talk to those writers, they're probably gonna tell you like, dude, no, we had cool ideas and these awesome set pieces and all this stuff and none of it is in that movie. So.
0: Still made almost 200 million dollars. Sure, whatever. Yeah, people are stupid.
1: Yep.
3: Uh, so. Uh, Since people are stupid, instead of going to see bad movies, you should just go buy some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or Preacher or Spider-Man comics at Colorado Recordings Cards and Comics. Yep. It's pretty awesome there.
1: This week, uh, Jesse told me that the first movie sucked, and I broke the plate I was eating off of him and cut his neck. Nice. Yeah.
3: I think the only palatable Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie that they've ever made is TMNT.
1: Get out. Get the fuck out of here. I, I, I love that. It's a good movie. But get the fuck out.
0: Look, you just, like, when you heard, said "Turtles suck, I said fuck son. in front of your baby. <laughs> my son's like. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually rocking a ninja, ninja Turtles outfit the other day. Nice. Aww. Yeah. Starting him off right. Aww. Actually, my little niece Taylor got it for him. It's pretty cute. It has all It's the classic cartoon and all their heads are on it.
1: Pretty cute. Cool. Pretty cute. Are we like two hours in and haven't talked about what we've been watching yet?
3: Uh, no, we're like an hour in and haven't talked about it. You want to talk about what we've been watching?
1: Makes sense. It's the only thing left.
3: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: Brad, Dude, what have you been watching? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's a host here? I don't know. You got a fucking baby. So, he's fine. Look at him. He's asleep. Kellen, I know what what you've been watching. What's that Kellen baby?
3: Don't <laughs> <laughs> just push the mic wow. into his
0: face. He. Okay, so me and Kellen this week, oh, yeah. we watched a couple things. I got the new Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah. You said that really? last week. They're really good. No, that's what's coming out this week. Oh so yeah, I, I got them this week. Oh. <laughs> I told everybody the eight bucks on uh, on Amazon. You get nineteen cartoons. That's a steal. Yeah, really cute, really well made. They're it's modern fun. ones, just yeah. so
1: people understand they're not the old. Right. When Walt Disney was making them, they are these mm-hmm. new ones that are. Wait,
3: yeah. wa- wait. Walt Disney's not still making.
1: He's dead, uh, James.
0: He's <gasps> <laughs> been dead for like over fifty years. Crazy. He'll huh? always yeah. be alive in my heart. He yeah, always. His, his, that work will his, always his live Nazi
3: on. brain will always be frozen for eternity in my heart.
0: I uh, I watched Expendables three the unrated cut. Had you seen it before? Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: I thought you I saw it in the, the theater. theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the unrated, not in the theater. I
0: it, I didn't notice anything different. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Great. I don't, don't remember. Really I mean, know, it, it was made to be PG thirteen, so it's not yeah. like there was going to be a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor well, that
0: well, I was hoping that they would like add in CGI blood everywhere and um dude, it did not
3: do well enough for them to do like extra CG after the movie and was it, done.
0: I I looked on the back and it said the, the extended unrated cut was 6 minutes longer <laughs> but I don't remember a scene where I'm like oh that wasn't in the movie. It's just like a 6 minute
3: sequence in the middle of just some random woman just holding her shirt up <laughs> yeah, for that was 6 minutes. Awesome.
0: That's it. I still think the movie's kind of fun, though. I mean, I, I like seeing, you know, Harrison Ford and Schwarzenegger together. Um, yeah, I mean... There was it's a, a bummer. There's
1: like an hour of it. So it's just searching for these new expendables. I know. It
0: was interesting. I was reading a lot of reviews for it uh, whilst watching it, and... and uh, Always a good sign. Yeah. They, they were saying that um, a lot of the reviewers liked when the new young hip guys came. And that's actually my least favorite part. I liked when the old guys kind of got involved, and um, yeah, and Mel Gibson's good in it. Um, um,
1: Were not they saying like they're maybe getting Jackie Chan and somebody else for four?
0: Yeah, I, I did oh. read that because they're still doing four. Apparently, yes, yeah. Stallone was well. It still made like over oh yeah. like, like two hundred million dollars overseas.
1: And he was apologizing for not being our. <laughs> yeah, R, yeah.
3: yeah, R. yeah. R. He he came out and said like, yeah, that was a mistake. Totally, it was, a and it, it's
0: weird. I, I still think the movie's enjoyable. I don't. It's definitely not in my top ten this year, but Spoilers. I also had fun. I still had fun watching it. Um I also watched uh Cocktail starring Tom Cruise. Hmm. Um c- continuing my what I call Cruiseathon. a thon and didn't we, is... didn't we
3: already talk about that? Is that the one that's got um topless Leah Thompson in it? No,
0: that's all the right moves. Oh god. All, Cocktail the, all has a topless Elizabeth Shue in it. And uh <laughs>
3: Did he make a movie in the late 80s where he wasn't, like, no. banging women? Dude. I
0: guess that's not. He, that's, Has he that's, made a movie that's ever? That's knocked right down right? the list. Rebecca De Mornay. Right. <laughs> Leah Thompson. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. He, he Kelly like, McGillis.
3: He had, like, a wish list that he was just checking them off
0: one at a time. Um, it, this movie's tough. It's so stupid. <laughs> but it's entertaining.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Like, they... They make out bartending is the coolest job you could possibly ever have. (laughs) And.
1: Dude, I don't know if you've been to bars lately, but it's fucking cool. (laughs) Not really.
0: It's, now it's all a bunch of hipster douchebags, but in the eighties. Who don't want to serve you. Yeah. The, in it, so Tom Cruise is a, he gets out of the army and he's trying to get a job on Wall Street and no one will hire him because he hasn't been to college and he has no experience. So he's all dejected and he's going home and. As he's passing, he sees a bar that has Help Wanted sign in it. And in it is an Australian guy. And he's going to take Tom Cruise under his wings to be a bartender. And the first night, guys, Tom Cruise is horrible. Just horrible bartender. And he, he he's, he's like, I'm going to get fired. This isn't going to work out. But you know what? The Australian guy gives him another chance. And soon, they're running the hottest bar in town. With listening to songs like the hippie hippie shake singing and twirling bottles, and
1: did you download Kokomo like right after the movie? I already have it, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,
0: and so after that they get they they get picked up to go to Cell Block, which is an upscale bar in New York.
1: Wait, wait, so some representative from Cellblock came down to their little bar mm-hmm. and was like, "You guys are so awesome. <laughs> you gotta come work at my place.
0: It's <laughs> really what happened and he had <laughs> he handed him a business card. That's really what happened. And then in all these bars, he gets up and does these speeches that rhyme for some reason. I don't know. And he says, he'll say stuff. This is the best shot you'll ever have. Now go home and have some of that. Whatever he says. I don't even, I can't even, I obviously I'm not Tom Cruise. I'm not a number one bartender. I can't rhyme. And he bangs Gina Gershon in it. Um, and Elizabeth Shue and some old chick. And, um, yeah. I've never known Tom Cruise to be a poet. Yeah, he is in this one. He really Interesting. is. Interesting. Um, yeah, let's see, it's not...
1: This is game, hey, have a sip of my cocktail. <laughs>
0: yeah, God damn. It should have been. It... <laughs> I just wrote the remake. Nice. Yeah. I, 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 it's not a good movie. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. But I, it's... I think not a good movie is probably pretty But, but the thing is, is, it's still entertaining. I mean... Yeah. I, I don't know if you know movies like that where they're not that good, you know. So is so is creature, but you know. But I think well, cocktails better than creature. <laughs> um, All right, good. But yeah, um, so yeah, I watched cocktail, and uh, the last thing I watched was Jerry Maguire, hmm. which totally. I haven't seen in a long time, and it's one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. Mm-hmm. I forget as I was watching it how much I have watched that movie because I remember so many beats from it. Yeah. Um. But I still love that movie, and um, he's really good in it, and I don't know, he just, it's one of his roles where it's like vintage Tom Cruise, you know, it's, he's a sport, if you haven't seen it, you should see it, but he plays a sport agent who writes a mission statement, and it leads to him getting fired by Jay Moore, like a really young Jay Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the movie was made in 96, so... uh he tries to get all these clients, and the only client he's able to save is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Rod Tidwell. And Cuba Gooding Jr. ended up winning an Academy Award for this, um, which is weird. I don't know what. I don't know. It's an interesting character. I think yeah. it's just because he's it's a lot of fun. I, I don't. I don't know if it's special.
3: Yeah, I, I think the the problem is, is like the the Oscars have gotten into this place where all the awards are given to most acting, not best acting. Mm-hmm. So to look back at somebody who won it probably for like genuinely
0: a good role
3: or or for you know being a fairly good actor, um it's kind of
0: surprising you go like, yeah. "Oh. We're, not we're over the know, top. Tom Cruise is way better in that movie than he is." And right, right. I mean he was agree. nominated but he didn't win. I don't know who won that year. Uh yeah. but he's he's really good in it and he's plays such a damaged character. Uh the story is well written. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's a kid. The kid is cute. It is. He is. Um. Yeah, I I just really love that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I don't know. If, is it an iconic movie now? Because there's so many bits in it that you know, like "Show me the money" and "You complete me." And
3: uh, I I think it was on its way to be. I don't know. Like,
0: if you talk to kids today, will they
3: know those lines? I don't know. Um, yeah,
0: it's really well made. I, yeah. I I think it's it's definitely one of his best movies.
1: Yeah. Best actor, mm-hmm.
0: Nicholas Cage for Leaving Las Vegas. <sighs> with <great>. Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> hey, Tom Cruise fucked her. <laughs> but yeah, so I, if you haven't seen Jerry Maguire, that movie's great. Yeah. Um,
1: no he wasn't nominated. He wasn't. No.
0: Lame. It was Maybe
1: Anthony you know. Hopkins for Nixon, Sean Penn for Dead Man Walking, Richard Dreyfuss for Mr. Holland's Opus, and then Massimo. Choicey for Il Postino.
3: Motherfucking Sean Penn. I mean, yeah, there were four. Because he was dead. There were four other people on that <laughs> list, but fucking Sean Penn is the one that all. Maybe pick. he was
0: nominated for the Golden Globe, is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but uh, he should have been because he owns that movie. Yeah,
3: for sure. Um, it's a good one. It's really good.
0: It is, and I love too the little intercuts of his agent, where he's telling him like life lessons. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, that's what I watched this week.
3: Yeah, it's a really good Cameron Crowe script. Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: Brad, whoever. Rock, paper, scissors. No, just go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thought we were gonna have to Rochambeau there. Um, I have to get back to my list because I looked that stuff up. So continuing my Jean Claude Van Damme thon, um, I saw. Let's start with the shitty one, Swelter. Never which heard of it. Yeah, it's came out this year. Um. It's straight-to-DVD streaming. I saw it on Netflix. And I envision being able to own all Jean-Claude's movies, but there's a lot of DVD streaming-type ones that I just (laughs) don't want to own,
0: including this one.
1: (laughs) It was so boring, and it felt like a really... It felt like a student film script that's shot really well, you know, right? Hmm. Um, Which was confirmed at the end when it said written and directed by this guy, whatever. Um, (laughs) Jean-Claude's not in it very much, um, Uh which is unfortunate because he's the only really interesting character. Um, (laughs) It starts out with this bank heist where this team of guys steal something from a casino in Las Vegas, get away for the most part. But uh, one of the security guards finds him on the roof and there's a shootout. You know, the security guard gets shot, one of their guys gets shot, but lives, and then they all like get split up. And then some of them get uh, arrested, go to jail, one guy escapes. And then, uh, 10 years later, Jean-Claude and his other buddies get out and try to track down where the money that they got, that they almost got away with went because the police didn't find it and none of their guys had it because they all went to jail. So yeah. they try to find that one guy. You don't know who it is, you know, initially, kind right. of the mystery of the movie, but it's not that interesting. <laughs> uh, cause it's pretty obvious it's the guy who's now the sheriff in the town cause he had amnesia. And then Alfred Molina's in it as the doctor oh. who's constantly drunk cause he's Dr. got Octopus? some, yep, some troubled past. And that's the thing is like all the characters. When I say it's learned like by like a student writer. Yeah. It's cause all the characters. Are They're have like, to have some witty dialogue exchange, you know. Oh. Okay. And he also apparently has strong opinions about God because he always throws in jabs, which is fine. But the movie's not about that. So like, he a church gets burned down in the movie for no real good reason to the plot. Um, in conversations, you know, there's certain characters like there's a preacher character in the town. The preacher character is. Very celebrated, but he's also kind of a playboy. Like,
0: that's why the church got burnt down.
1: <laughs> um, you can't
0: be a playboy and a man of God.
1: So it's just like, it's like that preachy, like, okay, yeah. guy, we get your opinion, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he thinks it's trying to make, it makes the characters cooler and darker, but just makes them douchebags. Yeah. Uh, there's one character who's like the gunslinger, um, and he's an <laughs> asshole because he wants to rape this girl, like this young 16 year old girl who's, Constantly like Is it like escaping from her mom's house at night and going to the bar.
3: How is it written? Is it written as like entourage style dialogue where like every time he's on screen he's like, Man, I wanna rape her. Like like just really upfront about it. Like, oh dude. No You know what I want to do today? Go rape that woman.
1: <laughs> she's out with her boyfriend and like she's playing pool so her ass is like pointing at him all the time and he's there's just shots of him at the bar like just ogling it. And then, because he's so suave, he just goes right up and like starts saying stuff in front of her boyfriend or whatever, and so they almost have a fight, and then later on, like she goes back to the bar one night and he just happens to be there, and then he tries it again, and he's uh a little more successful this time, but like he gets her upstairs and then starts beating her around and stuff and then Jean Claude comes in and kicks that guy's ass, but then he gets stabbed Jean Claude like, oh. gets stabbed, yeah, does
0: Jean Claude
2: die?
1: yeah, spoiler, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how many minutes do you think he's in the movie? 10 minutes? So it's just like that movie Snitch with The Rock where they make him like front and center and he's in it for 10 minutes and they blew all their budget on him to be in it for 10 minutes. Yeah, you
1: don't see him in the heist because they're all wearing masks. And then um, after they get out of jail, he's just sitting in the car in the dialogue scenes. And then the other stupid thing is, so early on when they're riding to this town, this sleepy town, uh, there's this uh, state trooper checkpoint, right? And they're checking cars and there's three of them. And then their car rolls up, and the cops just kind of stand there going, like, well, this doesn't look good. (laughs) And then, you know, you think the logical thing was, like, they'd put up their hands, like, stay in the car, like, get all prepared and stuff. But they just stand by their cars watching these guys roll up. And then they let them step out of the car all at the same time. You know, like, the four doors open. They each step out. They stand in front of the car. They all line up in front of the car like it's three on four. Um, like they're about to show up like show down and of course you know they're the fastest draw so they just kill all the state troopers but it's like what state trooper just lets four guys step out of the car they yeah. look intimidating like that and just like yeah we'll wait to see what they do yeah no you fucking <laughs> you tr- get down to the car before like one goes to the car he probably gets shot and the other two you know take out the yeah Yeah. anyway it's, it's just like stuff is built up in the movie just to look cool when it's not huh yeah and because I hate the movie I'll spoil it um, you find out that the money, cause the guy who hadn't had amnesia, who's the sheriff now, um, he forgot where he put it. And it, after he kills the last guy in like a traditional, like, um, what's, you know, when the two cowboys shoot, like at high noon,
0: uh, uh, uh gunfight. What's no, there's, it's uh, a, gunfight, a,
3: duel.
1: a duel. Duel. Yeah, sure. A duel. Um,
3: no, that's a duel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but there, I think there's another word for it. Shootout. It's, it's yeah, shoot her. It's on par with like Mexican up, whatever. Mexican
3: standoff.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, after they have their fight, like the camera pans up over the the city, and then over this water tower, and then inside the water tower is the bag of money.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a really funny Mexican standoff in Eastbound and Down season two. <laughs> you know, I just don't get it, man. I am like hurting inside. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> It's not a swelter, not that interesting. It was <laughs> long and boring and yeah, a lot, a lot of characters just stay in stupid dialogue. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'll be owning that even though I like Sean Claude Van Damme. It's, it's, it sucks as like his character is the most interesting because he's having second thoughts about this whole getting the money. Yeah. Like, he's telling the guys like, you know, after being in prison for 10 years, I don't think I want to risk going back. You know, I'm finally out. And I want to live my life. Like I just lost 10 years of my life. Yeah. And so he spends most of his time like at the bar, just drinking and talking to the, the bartender woman right? Uh, who was also years, years ahead in age too. So he's just kind of like, maybe just being a regular guy would be okay. Yeah. You know, I don't have to go try and hunt down this money. Um, I also saw a universal soldier. Okay. Um, I think for the first time all the way through, and I like the making of documentary a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, it's got some cool action stuff, but I don't like the rest of the movie. Is Jean Claude is on the run with this reporter chick, and they kind of just go naked in it, right? No, he does.
0: Uh, What? Is there there any naked chicks in it?
1: I don't think so. I don't don't remember. I don't
0: remember that movie at all.
1: It starts off with... Because
3: uh, if you could remember anything, it would be the naked chicks. Yeah. It's actually like rational thought. I
1: don't know how you forgot that Jean-Claude's naked because it's a lot. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, because he has to cool off. Cause oh, that's when they... right. That's right. So if you don't know what a universal soldier is, Jean-Claude and Dolph Lundgren um are part of this program where the military revives dead soldiers and turns them into kind of cyborgs. Zombies. Um the, the technology of how they, they're not really, it's not like a terminator where it's like metal endo, endoskeleton and like, they're actually just like, something about the juice or whatever they pump them with. They make, you know, if they overheat, them, they'll overheat. It's got electrolytes in it. It's, it's so, they're, I think it's like they're hyper animated. So basically they're running so fast to like not be dead. That, oh, like that's why they overheat. <laughs>
3: sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Owen Emmerich and Dean Devlin science. Nope. I know. I know. Um. <laughs> Anyway, so the beginning of the movie is that like at the Hoover Dam trying to stop this uh hostage situation, and so they send all the Universal Soldiers in, they take out the terrorists and everything's good. But the reporter wants to find out more about like you know, one of the Universal Soldiers got riddled with bullets and he's still alive, like what the hell is that about? And then uh Jean Claude the military sends the Universal Soldiers to stop the reporter from snooping, and then Jean Claude has like uh, Vietnam flashbacks because mm. him and Dolph Lundgren were uh friends in Vietnam and then Dolph Lundgren went crazy and started cutting ears off of people oh, that's
2: right.
3: yeah. and taking
1: hostages and then John Clyde has stopped him, and then they both died in that fight.
3: Wait, but it, it, isn't it set in the future? Yeah, they're put like... It's uh, in the future,
1: but the people they're, they're using as universal ice. soldiers are...
3: Like died a long time uh, died ago. Died a long time ago, yeah. So when they start off, are they like... You know, decomposed skeletons, and then they rebuild all that. No, they flesh.
1: preserve. When they died in Vietnam, they preserve them somehow. Yeah, they don't it's... really explain how. But oh,
3: so they did. Like they, they. The guy comes in. and it's like, when, how... when they were killed, they put them into a box, and and knowing like one day, yeah, we're gonna mad science these motherfuckers yeah. back to life. Jerry
1: Orbach, uh who's from Law and Order, he's the original inventor of the program. So back in Vietnam, there was a, there was some directive that said like, if you find a freshly dead soldier pack them up and send them to us right away because we're going to use them in the program. <laughs> so the military finds Dolph Lundgren and uh, Van Dam pretty early, like yeah. after they killed each other. Um, so they get sent off. And then the story picks up in 1990 or whatever, where we are, where apparently they've <laughs>
3: in the far flung okay. future of 1990. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's why I left You and I ever I watch Predator two, and it takes place in nineteen ninety seven, Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah. and they have these weird <laughs> guns and stuff. Yeah, not even close. No, nope, we didn't get
1: that fast. Um,
0: When's it, Escape from New
3: York take place? Like nineteen ninety four? I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I think it's like nineteen ninety
2: nine. Oh,
3: really?
1: Something like that. Yeah, it's in the nineties. I was gonna say yeah. it's probably like two thousand. Anyway, it was
3: early enough. But yeah.
1: But yeah. So anyway, like Jean Claude saves the reporter, and then he overheats because he pushes the the truck for like. 100 miles to the motel and so he overheats and that's why we were saying he gets naked and he has to sit in a bathtub full of ice oh that's right in yeah cab. but then he like freaks out and he like runs outside <laughs> in, because the, in he's, the rain
3: because he's naked and i
1: forget I'm, why he ran outside but like, he have that like was,
0: flashbacks i think he has he suffers from flashbacks from vietnam doesn't he
1: yeah that's why because he sees like modern day situation like the hostage situation was reminiscent of the situation he was in just before he got killed in vietnam mm-hmm. so he started like seeing that and they were, they were giving the universal soldiers drugs to suppress their memories. Uh, so stuff like that wouldn't happen, but basically they kind of go lax on it and Dolph Lundgren starts remembering stuff. And yeah, that's
0: right. And that makes it crazy
1: again. Crazy.
0: Yeah. now that movie's yeah. time to come back to me.
1: And so he's basically after Van Dam cause like, Oh, he defected from the team. Um, and then he just regresses into that thing of like, Hey, you're not a Patriot. I'm going to track you down and make you part of the unit again. And that's why he's chasing him the whole time. It's not really about the reporter for him. It's, Mm-hmm. my teammate is defecting from my group and then yeah of course he kills like most of the scientists and there's uh like this um Makes semi their, chase on the grand canyon necklace i remember that yeah next five of years she's a bunch of guys in a supermarket the weird uh the probably the worst part of the movie is the finale when after you think Dolph longan went over the edge in the grand canyon in the semi crash um the reporter takes john claude back to his uh family home in louisiana and then surprise the villain's not dead they went from like the Grand Canyon to Louisiana really quick. Yeah. And then the last fight scene is so fucking long and repetitive. And on the documentary, they talk about like, yeah, uh, we thought it was too short. So we went back and shot extra stuff to make it longer. I'm like, you should have left it short. because
0: <laughs> <laughs> This isn't, they live guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh dude.
1: Uh, but the cool part is Dolph Lundgren gets stuck in like a tractor. And then Jean-Claude says some clever line and pulls the switch yeah. and then he gets chopped up and sent out like in a hay barrel of flesh cool yeah, yeah. um yeah so that was a long description of universal soldier <laughs> and then uh the last jean-claude i saw was uh finally lionheart i found it on dvd last night nice full frame unfortunately because yeah. the only way you get widescreen is on that five-pack blu-ray <laughs> but uh that was pretty okay it was a lot like most of his movies from that same time where he's like a foreigner who comes to america and gets uh roped into like fight club style uh, situations where he can make money by fighting people. And he's fighting to get money to help his family. And that's like the plot of most of what's going on <laughs> in those movies. So, and this is just another one. Well,
0: if it's in your wheelhouse. Yeah.
1: Which it, it works. I mean, I like seeing him, like he starts out as uh, a French Foreign legion guy. Um, they're like, you can't go home. His brother gets uh, set on fire. Um, Cause he was like, trying to buy drugs and uh but he was he was a cop but he was trying to buy drugs to do drugs and then the gangs found out that he was a cop so they burned him um that left his wife and kid uh without him and then she wrote to uh, jean-claude and he's like well i gotta go home and take care of my family and the french fort he's like no you're gonna stay with me but the guy's german <laughs> um so he's got you know well maybe and then jean-claude's like you're being an asshole. And he's like, well, I guess you need time in the box in a German <laughs> accent. And they try to take him to the box and he kicks all their asses and gets away. And he's in Africa. So he just walks to the coast apparently <laughs> through the <laughs> desert. And they're like, he's not going to make it. It's the desert, but he makes it. And then he, does he
0: swim across to America? That <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: he, uh, jumps on a boat and he, once again, like in the quest, he's a stowaway and, uh, he goes to America and then he's walking through America. Like, uh, cause he had to beat up the guy on the boat to get off the boat so he's like all drenched he's walking through like it's like bright sunshine but he's like shivering <laughs> in his wet clothes and he's just like ah, america <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he just wanders into the street fight nice
0: and, as we, we as one would yeah and
1: his name's leon and so like the the michael buffer of the group is like once he kicks the one guy's ass he's like is here's the lion king of the jungle and like that's his fighter name and then they take him to this uh rich woman who basically runs fights like this across the country um and they try to turn him into like a professional drama the circus but he he resists and stuff and eventually he only does it cuz he wants the money for his family and then he beats the b- big guy at the end who's actually the same villain from not the same character but the same guy who played the villain in the quest really yeah so he beats that guy up again <laughs>
0: Maybe it's like a Ben Smith movie.
1: And actually, now that I think about it, in both those movies, he kicked his ass a lot more in the finale in both these of these <laughs> movies than Jean-Claude deserved to win. <laughs> so, but yeah, Jean-Claude wins just by kicking in this one. He's just getting his ass kicked, beat on the ground. He's a good kicker. And then he finds out that the, um, the rich woman and then his buddy the, the, who took him mm. on bet against him. He's like, Oh man! He's like, and you know, you guys didn't believe in me, so he gets up and he just like roundhouses the guy, sweet. and then just keeps <laughs> kicking him in the face until he he's falls a great over the sensor. Oh, we watch John claude do kicks all day. He's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> He's like when he does punches, there's like these wide outside punches from like left, yeah. right, um, not very fast, but like. Um,
0: but he does some like in uh, Death Warren. He does some kicks are pretty sweet. He does this one where he's on his back leg and he kicks like five guys with it it's pretty badass
1: yeah he's on the ground and he's you know he's not as tall as like the six foot guy but apparently his leg can extend like doll seam Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: because
1: in this movie the guy hovers over him and john Clyde just like puts one foot up and is able to reach his face
0: you can't (laughs) hey if you're in striking distance of his feet it's like a rattlesnake (laughs) exactly Uh, cool
1: so yeah and, and then the last thing I watched was the Muppet Christmas Carol, Carol which is my awesome. wife
0: watched that this week. It's cute. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's great. What's Fun. more
1: amazing is the production, Uh like all the like the models of the the city mm-hmm. that they have. Like, there's not really CGI, I don't think. If Maybe it's just green screen, but all the stuff they had to build to make that movie as like grand as it is, mm-hmm. and all, actually a lot of the shots too were really uh, clever, like the angles they chose. And yeah. for puppet movies, great. Right?
3: Did you watch a version that had the Michael Caine song in it?
1: Where he's singing? Yeah. Uh well he sings when at he the sings... end, but I can't imagine the movie without it.
3: Uh no, so there's a section when when he goes to uh with the ghost of Christmas past, there is a song there with his with when there's a scene where he breaks up with the woman uh and they sing the love is gone. Um
1: mm,
2: maybe
3: not. Yeah, and I, he, I have it. oh, and he Blu-ray. brings into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, yeah. Um, it's really weird. Is it short? No. Uh-huh. It's not. It's a long scene.
1: I saw it on a Netflix, American so maybe scene. a DVD thing.
3: Yeah, I, for some reason, like, I've seen, I, I remember last year watching it and being surprised when they skipped it. So I, I can I don't remember what, I gotta go figure out what the deal is with that. It, it's one of those things kind of like Pulp Fiction where every time you see Pulp Fiction, it's not quite the cut you thought it was gonna be. Like, there's some, section, kind of mm. missing from it. Um,
1: so, anyway. What'd you watch, James?
3: Uh, I've only got one quick thing to, to go over, which is, uh, that last night I went and saw Nightcrawler. Um, which is the, it's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he plays a guy named, uh, Lou, uh, Lou Bloom. And when you meet Lou Bloom, he's, uh, he's basically just a thief. Um, it's actually kind of funny. He's actually.
1: You know, we described this movie already, right?
3: No. Why?
1: did I you... saw it a few weeks ago.
3: Oh, well, I wasn't <laughs> it Okay. So cool. Well, then I will skip through this really quick. Um, ba- the movie's basically like a modern version of Network. Um, and it's, it's good. I really like it. Um, but it, it's this dark.
1: It's hard to like somewhat... the main character.
3: <laughs> oh, totally. Um, but it's this, dark somewhat like sometimes kind of funny um satire of of what news is now um you know they even talk about like at one point he even throws out the statistic about the fact that like 74% of an actual news program is just local gruesome crime that's only there to um to drive ratings and not actually like the that, that other small percentages the stuff that people should actually be paying any attention to. Um, but his character is really interesting. Um, cause yeah, he's this piece of shit thief that does horrible things throughout the movie and just gets worse. I mean, he's a, he's a sociopath. Um, and he just gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. Um, but he is so bizarrely articulate, um that and seems smart it's it's almost like he's a con man but he but there's no con going on right like he's he's just able to sort of either lie to people or maneuver himself around them that they do what he wants and it's it's fascinating um it's a really uh interesting and mostly exciting character to watch him play um and there are genuinely some some scenes in that movie where i laughed out loud i just thought it was hilarious um because any of the scenes with rick did you talk about rick at all um so was he's, that the name of his, his buddy yeah yeah um so a lot of the scenes where cuz he basically hires on a homeless man uh to drive him around be his partner and navigate for him and pays him 30 dollars a night to do all of this uh and and the scenes where he sort of talks to rick or tries to get rick to not worry about getting a raise or anything like that um and he just sort of same kind of thing he 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 sort of talks circles around rick in order to get rick to just agree to shit um it's Hmm. genuinely pretty funny sometimes um but yeah no it's it's good uh it's it's not as good as network you know so i may i make that comparison network is awesome um this is like like a tiny little microcosm of network, you know, it's talking about one specific issue, whereas network was talking about just how much news is the fucking worst thing on television. Um, so I, I definitely think people should check it out. I don't know that it's going to end up on my top 10 list, but it's definitely worth discussing. I would say, um, yeah, I don't think you have to see it in theaters, but it's just for Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. I think it's worth seeing. So,
1: Yeah. That car chase is pretty sweet at the end.
3: Yes, yeah, actually, that car, yeah.
1: <laughs> and what oh. happens after that is pretty devastating, but.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole scene is. In fact, a lot, I, I mean, it's a really well. A lot of well, tension in that movie. Yeah, it's like a really like, well. Like when when he first shows up at the house during like the big, oh, yeah. the big crime that sequence is is yeah tense for sure. Um, it's a really well made movie. Yeah. Um, the
1: couple that was sitting next to me in the theater, they left like halfway through because it's 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 disturbing.
3: Oh yeah. Um, the couple sitting behind me in the Alamo, just far enough away that i couldn 't get their attention, just felt like talking the whole fucking movie. Did you so, write him up? no because i so I saw it at like ten fifteen um and i, I was one of maybe six people in the theater, which means <laughs> that there was not a waiter coming through that theater very often at all yeah. um so like i you know we we put up a thing early on to get some popcorn, and then i don 't know that he came back until the like i guess you think he came back at one point just to see that nobody else would wanted anything. Um, so no, I didn't, I thought about it, but I was, again, it was like by the time he would do anything about it, the movie will almost be over. So, um, yeah,
1: I like that rule, but it doesn't get enforced very well.
0: Um, I had it enforced really well. My only like really bad experience with it. Yeah. Yeah. I've used it once and it it worked, but,
3: um, but at the same time, like I, I think some of it is just that I don't, I either don't use it. Or, more often than not, it's like, the person who's making noise is so intermittent. Like, they're not doing it so constantly that I feel quite vindic, like.
1: Even if you write them up, like, they'll get the notice and then they'll watch and it'll just be at the right time that they're not doing it.
3: Yeah, 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 or even that it's like, well, like, they're talking every now and then, but it's not like, like, they still shouldn't be doing it, but I kind of feel like an asshole if, you know, whatever. Um, so yep it was yeah. good
1: last night at Foxcatcher of course the last two people who come in the theater sat down right in front of me and they were the talkers right yeah
3: I went uh, did you see it at the mine yeah yeah I, I went and uh, tonight and it was downstairs so I went to like the fourth row because at the mine I like to sit pretty close to that that screen mm-hmm. Um, and there was so there was nobody else around because a lot of old people go to that theater and a lot of them don't sit close to that the screen so
0: it worked out pretty well Speaking of which. Uh this week we saw two movies. You guys want to go first or you want me to go first?
3: Uh why don't you go first?
0: Uh this week I saw The babadook which is an Australian horror film. Ryan, should people see <laughs> The babadook Yeah, it's the best horror film of the year. Really? Um, well wait, yeah. what
3: what are the other good horror movies of the year? Yeah, I'm trying to figure to out what's from?
0: the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So
3: um <laughs> All right.
1: Annabelle.
3: Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh Deliver us from Evil. I really like Deliver Us From Evil, but. But this uh, is a better. Th- this that, is better. That movie is almost not a horror movie. Like,
0: yeah, it's, it's more, more of like a thriller. A thriller. Um, but this movie is really effective. It's a slow burn horror movie. Um, where, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's made in Australia. And as I'm, as I was watching it, I said, this has American remake happening soon written <laughs> all over it. Oh, really? Um, yeah will they, will they still call it the babadook when they do I, uh, probably not really? um but anyways here's the trailer for the babadook
2: where'd you get this on the shelf if it's
0: in a word
2: or it's in a look you can't get rid of the babadook a rumbling sound then three sharp knocks that's when you'll know he's around you'll see him if you look Nothing bad's gonna happen, Sam. Did he think that about my dad before he died? You sees things as they are, that one. I promise to protect you if you promise to protect me. Oh, my God. Did he hurt anyone? The Don't boy me. has significant behavioral problems. This monster thing has got to stop, all right? It's just a book. It can't hurt you. I want to report someone stalking me and my child. You can't get rid of the pepper dog. You can bring me the boy. You can bring me the boy.
0: intense and it's um what I what I really liked about it is you don't get this very often in horror is it's written and directed by a female. Yeah, um, I saw that. So it's it's a little different. Um and it I, I I forget the character the people who played the characters, but anyways the the lady in it, Amelia, her it, it opens with her in a car accident and it turns out while she was in labor, her husband was killed in the car accident that they were in. And so she has her child Sam, and so she's a widow. And Sam has mental issues where he's because of the crash. No, it's it's like he's uh, he's socially awkward. Oh, Okay. Um. He's like Asperger's. Yeah, somewhere. exactly, something like that. Where he, yeah. uh, he's con- convinced that monsters are going to get him. So every night he has his mom check underneath his bed. And, and every night he runs into and sleeps with his mom and he grinds his teeth and he annoys her and she doesn't sleep at all. And so she has resentment towards her son. One, because her husband was killed in this car accident. And two is he has a lot of, uh, needs, needs. Exactly. And so she has to read him a story every night. And uh, so she decides to read him a scary one about the Babadook. Uh, it's, here's where it gets interesting. So she, usually reads him hansel and gretel you know scary little things (laughs) anyways yeah the one um (laughs) this woman's an idiot (laughs) and so it's really i mean it's pretty almost 30 40 minutes into the movie when he grabs the babadook book it's called mr babadook and the drawings in it did you guys ever read scary stories to tell in the dark Mm -hmm. no they're the drawings in it are amazing you should definitely check them out um in fact, they're so macabre and so scary that they did a 25th anniversary of scary stories to tell in the dark and they changed all the art in it and purists f- threw a fucking fit and, hmm. uh, because I mean, in it, there's monsters and blood and it's a book made for children. I'll, I'll have to show you guys. I have them over there. Um, but anyways, it's like charcoal drawings and it's a pop-up book and she reads it and it's, it's a, like a little nursery rhyme and it scares her. So she, and it scares her little boy and so she puts it away and uh the baba duke is uh called upon when you hear like knocks on or knocks so throughout slowly through the movie you start hearing more knocks in her house and uh she picks up the book again a couple nights later and she's going to get rid of it and she tears it up and she throws it in and you know catches on fire and the next day, of course, there's a knock on her door and the book's put back together. But when she flips it open, there's more pages in it. And the pop-up goes from the Babadook infecting that lady. Then the next page is her killing the dog. Then the next page is her killing her son. And then the next page is her killing herself. And uh the Babadook hasn't even made an appearance yet in this movie. And so she she freaks out, of course... And she says someone's stalking her. They go to the police station, and she sees all these things that look like the Duke who kind of wears like a a stove top hat and has like razor hands. And he visits her one night, and he like goes inside of her. So the rest of the what wait, wait, wait.
1: goes inside of her? <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. she opens her, describe, her mouth, and he like goes yeah. in. Okay, her. whoa. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
0: Uh, this is, this is the one part where the movie kind of, cause I think it's low budget, is uh, the Babadook is like going from across the ceiling and it looks really CG. Um, but it's still effective cause of the way the movie is shot and the way the tension is built throughout the movie because it's a slow burn. It's not quick, 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 quick. It's, you see this mother slowly deteriorate throughout the movie. So even though the Babadook is inside of her, um, and the Babadook possesses her. Um, she might just be suffering from insomnia. Yeah. She's not because, I mean, there's some freaky moments in this movie where, um, because first you're, you kind of have sympathy for the mom. And then when the mom is possessed by the Babadook, you start to feel a little bad for this kid because the mom will sit downstairs all night long and just watch TV. And it's, like, really creepy. I don't know how to describe it, but she'll just watch TV and flick the channels. And uh her son is terrified to go down. And they have this uh old, nice neighbor next door. And at one point, yeah, it's, I think it's, like, the second or third night she's been possessed, he sneaks downstairs and is calling the old lady to spend the night at her house because he's too afraid to stay with his mom. And she just goes crazy. And she tries to kill her son. It's... The movie's fucking intense. Um... And I won't tell you how it ends, but, um, is it a happy ending? I'll give you a hint in the story. You can't get rid of the Baba Duke. No matter what you do, he always comes back. Um, it's, I, how I, why I say it's gonna, they're gonna make an American version of it is because the movie takes chances at the end. That I think a studio film and American horror would never do. Mm. Um, not that I'm not saying that it's, I think it actually kind of loses steam at the end, mm-hmm. but it's still really well told and it's, it's still a really good movie. I think it's actually has, it's at 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like mm. even critics love this horror movie. Uh, the director of The Exorcist said it's the scariest movie he's ever seen. Wow. Um, there's some pretty intense moments in it and I think it's because they did such a good job of you having sympathy for this mom. That when she's possessed by the Babadook, that and that she just turns, it's pretty scary. Because her son, you you feel bad for the kid because he just socially awkward and he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, But yeah, it's it's creepy. Like when his mom starts chasing him, is gonna because she kills the dog. So uh, Uh, what I told you, what happens in that pop up book is uh, it starts unfolding that way. Oh my god. And uh so she's chasing him and she's going up the stairs and he gets all these weapons that she wanted him to get rid of, so she's he's like shooting her with a dart and stuff and it's pretty intense. Um huh. and then I won't spoil it, but there's some great moments in it. Great moments. So I definitely say go see the Duke or stream it or however you can get it, because I think it's only in like Los Angeles and New York. Mm. But uh Cool. Yeah. Check it out. Very cool. You guys saw the fox catcher. <laughs> Yeah. Brad, should people go see The Foxcatcher?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, go see it. It's a good movie. Um, well, I don't know if that's, I don't know about theater.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if you can see it in the theater, great. You, you won't regret it, but, um, you know, you could watch it at home and just be fine if it's available on streaming. I don't know, but, uh, it's, uh, it's just, it's interesting and disturbing. It's kind of boring in some spots. There was times like I, I was hoping you would just kind of move on, but, God, the end is just so unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, true story. Yeah, true story. I looked up that I went to check up on that stuff, and they took some liberties, but uh, it's you know I I know why they did it because the way they did it is much more theatrically interesting.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree, and almost on every point that, yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth seeing. Whether or not you see need to see it in theaters, I don't know. Um, there are. I think it's worth seeing for the performances. I think yeah, this, everyone's great. The story they're telling is pretty interesting, um, but I don't know that I agree entirely with how they tell it, if that makes sense. Um, but uh, anyway, we'll get into it. Uh, here's the trailer for the for Foxcatcher.
2: Do you have any idea who I am? Why I asked you to come here today? No. I wanted to speak with you about your future. What do you hope to achieve, Mark? I want to be the best in the world. I am a patriot. I want to see this country soar again. Coaches, a father. Coaches, a mentor. Coach has great power on the athletes life. We're going to do great things, Mark. Give you everything I have.
3: So basically um Channing Tatum and uh Mark Ruffalo play brothers who are both wrestling champs. Um yeah, they've both won gold medals for wrestling. Um but and Mark
1: Ruffalo is regarded as the more prominent brother. Yeah,
3: like you can just tell very early on that he is sort of the he's the the all-star um yeah. and that nobody really like people know about Channing Tatum but he's he's not in the spotlight as much um and because he's he's the younger brother right yeah it seems like it so maybe that's why but whatever
1: and um the older one is kind of he's sort of retired like he's not really chasing gold where yeah Channing Tatum is
3: and the truth is he the older one has honestly has more of the talent right like he really is the coach he's the one that's trying that's always telling Channing Tatum's character what he needs to do but uh in order to be better um and so all of a sudden one day um Channing Tatum's character gets a call from the DuPont family, um, and what's his name? Steve DuPont? No, um, John. John, yeah, John, John DuPont. Eagle. John, <laughs> John Golden Eagle DuPont, um, wants him to come and work on the Foxcatcher team, which is basically Foxcatcher Farms is this huge, like, it's not even a farm, it's just the, an estate, basically, estate, yeah. owned by the DuPont family, um, and what you start to learn is that Steve Carroll, uh, or John DuPont, you know, he's a really rich guy who really wishes his mom would love him and has never really had a friend in his life. Um, and His so, mom's into
1: horses and, yeah. like, horse championships, and he always wanted to do wrestling, but she wouldn't let him.
3: Yeah. Um, so he gets really close with Chang Tim's character and... So, this is where it gets weird. Um, because my feeling is that Channing Tatum's character is kind of a red herring, and we spend a lot of time with him. Um, I, and the movie's not really about him, the movie's really about S- Steve Carell and, um, and Mark Ruffalo. And mostly just about Steve Carell. And so I I feel like I was invested in Channing Tatum and he just, I mean, by the end, he kind of just sort of disappears. Yeah. He just sort of goes away for a while. Um, Because it's really a movie about Steve Carell's obsession uh, with... With Pleasing his mom. Yeah, with that and with with wrestling and and with how he sees himself. Uh, And so that's what's really interesting about it. Um, but I spent so much time trying to figure out what his relationship was with Channing Tatum and where I thought it was supposed to go and why it was so bizarrely stressed. Like, this whole section in the, in the middle when, when Channing Tatum sort of turns against him, um, and doesn't want him around anymore. And they don't, like, like, you know why, sort of. Like, you kind of get that the relationship has been ruined by, by the fact that he got, Distracted away from wrestling for a while there, and and wasn't as good as he could have been. Like like that, Channing Tatum probably had this chance to become an amazing wrestler, and that his relationship with John Dupont probably ruined that.
1: Well, they set up that uh, he and his brother like they didn't grow up like his brother raised him because right. their parents were gone. So like when his brother decided he didn't want to be part of the Fox Hatcher team initially, um Channing Tatum was on his own for the first time in his life, yeah. calling the shots. And then Steve saw Steve Carell as, like, his new father. Mm-hmm. And so when his new father turned on him, like, that just crushed him. And so he totally retreated, and then they brought in his brother. Yeah. And so that was the more friction, but...
3: Yeah, I don't know. It, that I think that, to me, was the part where it sort of got...
1: Like, you thought Steve Carell was going to be, like, this fatherly guy, and you find out that he's just, like, using...
3: Well, I never thought he... I, I mean, I could tell from her you put those weaselly little short <laughs> teeth in that nose on Steve Carell and you're just like this guy's a fucking
0: horrible person. I heard he's yeah. really really
3: good in it though. Oh, oh yeah. He, oh he's great. Oh no, the performance is is great. Um one of the one of the weird things about this uh and it's almost distracting was I was watching just the way people move. Um yeah, you know, I was
1: thinking yeah. a lot about the fact that. I was that, watching like, that. Like, yeah. Mark Ruffalo and Ch- Channing Tatum have like, they kind of hunch their back and they like, they have this hulky, like, yeah. swagger to them. And then Steve Carell is, is really always like, has this, it's like leaning back and has like his legs put together. Yeah. And he kind of waddles everywhere.
3: Yeah. He, he always kind of looks like he's been injured. And those two guys kind of look like they're top heavy all the time. Um, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, and even they have, but like, awesome,
1: like major makeup. Like Channing Tatum's got like another, nose apparatus thing and he's got like the Marlon Brando cheek thing going on. Yeah,
3: and they they've got the the cauliflower ear yeah. implants on him. Um and Mark Ruffalo like, you know, they've shaved off part of his hair and he looks a little bit different. He's obviously put on a little weight. Um Yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. And and especially because like it's hard to talk too much about this movie without talking about the end, but that
0: because you don't want
1: to spoil the end. No, 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 no. It's so But we
3: can hardcore. we can simply say that the Isn't ending
0: it, is. It's a true story, so. Everyone... <laughs> right. Yeah. Like everybody yes. knows that he murdered him.
3: Okay. Well. <laughs> well, there it we're is. Into, <laughs> we're into spoilers, so there is a murder that happens at the end of the movie, and it, the way that that whole sequence is done is, chilling and because it's not oh, man. Because I
1: thought he watched the video and he was like, "Oh my God, what did I do to Channing Tatum?" Oh. I should go I should go talk to his brother and see if I can convince his brother to bring him back. And instead, nope. That's not- Steve Carell just drives over there and shoots him in the gut.
3: <laughs> I never thought that at all. And I was like, why I did he do like- that? And
1: I was like, oh, because in the video, he didn't appear in the video, which he tried to appear in the video.
3: Well, not even that he didn't appear in the video. It's that I think he realizes that he's saying all this shit about how he wants to be a coach and what a coach means and all this. And he's never... He's not a fucking coach. He stands in the corner, like the you know this other guy has everything he wants, um and is the person he wants to be, in in like every way. Like that's why when you look back, what are you talking about? Um, Mark Ruffalo's character, Mark Ruffalo's character is who Steve Carell wants to be. Like that's why he's disturbed by, you know, the scene with where they meet the wife and the kids and that. Like that's why he's all weird there. Like he. He wishes he was Mark Ruffalo, and he watches that video and talks about how he's a great coach. And Mark Ruffalo really is a good coach, um, and actually does care about Channing Tatum's well-being. And you know, um, so that yeah, it, I, it's the way that it's shot though, and the way that like it's it's so much more cold-blooded because of like he shoots him, and then there's a pause, and then he shoots him again. And then there's a pause,
1: and his wife comes out.
3: Yeah, and then he shoots him again, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Like it's not just that he shoots him a couple times and drives off. Like that is that's just you could almost in some crazy world call the only thing he says when he drives
1: up is like, "You got something you want to say to me?"
3: (laughs) No, yeah. Do you have something against me?
1: Or okay, yeah. That's what I was saying is like in the video because he didn't appear in the video. I assumed that that's why he was upset. He's like, um.
3: It's insane. You had
1: nothing nice to say about me in the video when it could've just been like the editor just didn't include it. <laughs>
3: right, yeah, I don't know. So um Yeah. I mean he not flips the, out and not that if that's what was really said or, or even I hired close you to v-
1: say good things about me in the video and you couldn't say anything good about me, so he shot him.
3: Yeah, like yeah. whatever the actual facts are, um it's not like we can actually make sense out of why the guy did it. Um but uh but the scene is fucking terrifying yeah. because of the way that it's set um, because it's so deliberate uh, and all those weird scenes where he's buying a tank
1: yeah
3: <laughs> like that's how you just know you're just like where's this the machine gun this guy's kind of fucked
1: I've heard a machine gun there's supposed to be a machine gun with this
3: yeah like I bought this tank and it doesn't have the 50 cal on it that I wanted like what the fuck is wrong with
0: you let's go have lunch I think it's uh, because of you know he's so wealthy I think sometimes oh, yeah. that comes through. Um, that can be damaging. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but I know the story because I've read the story. But yeah, uh, he's one of those yeah. isolated rich yeah. people who, uh-huh.
1: just, yeah,
0: yeah, is just because he can he can buy a tank if he wants one, <laughs> you know. Because I mean, you have so much money. Uh, I mean, everybody has some sort of Dupont product, I'm sure, in their houses. Mm-hmm. Many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah,
1: they touched on that in the movie. Yeah. yeah, we see we see we see the indoctrination video.
0: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, yeah where they yeah. talk about. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's a good movie. Cool. Just not uh, as good as Moneyball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week we're seeing The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah. This should be fun. We should, uh, is there tickets available for that on Amazon, uh, Alamo yet? I don't know. My freaking do that. app keeps on crashing so I can never, I always forget to look online.
3: I'll look in a couple of days while I'll buy them. They, they usually come out on Monday or Tuesday. Cool.
0: Friday, please. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get in somewhere. Does Friday work? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to see it by myself if not because Uh, Laura doesn't work Friday. Yeah, no, Friday will work. It's a three-hour-long movie, you know?
3: Yeah. We may not be able to record on Friday, but we can at least see it on Friday. (laughs) That's fine. Cool. Cool, Uh, cool.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. 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 This has been a Nebulous Visions production.
1: See, he thinks Terminator's going to suck too.
0: <laughs> I, I think he's okay. Oh, What is he just... <laughs> so he's all pissed off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Should, should we just pause it?